0: Pendant Productions proudly presents
1: When I first laid
2: my eyes on you I knew fate had made one too This much I know is true When I first laid my
3: eyes on you I knew love brought life renewed This much I know is true Love and fate will save us,
2: and we will always be enough. And now that we're together, we will never be apart.
4: Romeo and Juliet, lovers till
5: the
6: One,
2: Two households, both alike in dignity, in fair Verona, where we lay our scene. From ancient, ancient grudge, grudge break, break to, to new, new mutiny,
3: mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. From forth the fatal loins of these two foes, a pair of star-crossed lovers take their life whose misadventured piteous overthrows do, with their death, bury their parents' strife.
2: The fearful passage of their death-marked love, and the continuance of their parents' rage, which, but their children's end, naught could remove, is now the two hours' traffic of our stage.
3: With which, if you with patient ears attend, what here shall miss?
2: Our toil shall strive to mend.
7: Not carry coals
8: no for then we should be colliers
7: <laughs> I mean and we being collar will draw
8: I while you live draw your neck out of the car
7: I strike quickly being moved
8: but thou art not quickly moved to strike
7: a dog of the house of Montague moves me
8: to move is to stir and to be valiant is to stand therefore if thou art moved, thou runst away.
7: A dog of that house shall move me to stand. I will take the wall of any man or maid of Montague's.
8: That shows thee a weak slave, for the weakest goes to the wall.
7: True, and therefore women, being the weaker vessels, are ever thrust to the wall. Therefore I will push Montague's men from the wall and thrust his maids to the wall.
8: The quarrel is between our masters and us, their men.
7: tis all one. I will show myself a tyrant when I have fought with the men, I will be cruel with the maids and cut off their heads.
8: The heads of the maids
7: Aye, the heads of the maids or their maiden heads, Take it in what sense thou wilt.
8: They must take it in sense that feel it.
7: Me, they shall feel while I'm able to stand. And tis known, I'm a pretty piece of flesh.
8: <laughs> tis well thou art not fish. If thou hadst, thou hadst been poor John.
1: <laughs>
8: Draw thy tool. Here comes two of the House of the Montagues.
7: My naked weapon is out. Quarrel, we'll back thee.
8: How? Turn thy back and run?
7: Fear me not.
8: No, Mary, I fear thee.
7: (laughs) Let us take the law of our sides. Let them begin.
8: I will frown as I pass by, and let them take it as they list.
7: Nay, as they dare. I will bite my thumb at them, which is a disgrace to them if they bear it.
8: (laughs) Do you bite your thumb at us, miss?
7: I do bite my thumb, sir.
8: Do you bite your thumb at us, miss?
7: Is the law of our side if I say I? No. (laughs) No, sir. I do not bite my thumb at you, sir. But I bite my thumb, sir.
8: Do you quarrel, sir? quarrel sir no sir
7: if you do sir I am for you I serve as good a man as you No better well sir
8: say better here comes one of my master's kinsmen
7: yes better sir
8: you lie
7: draw (laughs) if you be men Gregory, remember
8: thy sloshing blood. Ah, take that, you guys. Uh,
1: oh.
8: oh
5: god. fools, put up your arms. You know not what you do.
1: Oops. <laughs> what?
9: Art thou drawn among these heartless hinds? Turn thee, Benfolio. Look upon thy death. I do, but keep the peace.
5: Put up thy arms, or manage it to part these men with me. What?
9: Drawn? And talk of peace? I hate the word, as I hate hell, all Montagues, and thee. Have at thee, coward!
7: Bills and partisans strike, beat them down, down with the Capulets, down with the Montagues. You get to drink from the fire hose. Soak <laughs> you all, soak you all. I'm going to wash the husband's right from your jaws.
10: <laughs> what noise is this? Give me my long gun. Oh, a
7: crutch, a crutch.
11: I call you for a gun.
10: My gun, I say. Old Montague has come and flourishes his arm in spite of me.
12: Thou villain Capulet, hold me not. Let me go.
13: Thou shalt not stir a foot to seek a foe.
14: Rebellious subjects, enemies of peace, profaners of this neighbor's stained steel, will they not hear? What? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You men (laughs) Nay, you beasts That quench the fire of your pernicious rage With purple fountains issuing from your veins On pain of torture From those bloody hands Throw your mistempered weapons to the ground And hear the sentence of your moved prince Three civil brawls Bred of an airy word By thee, old Capulet And Montague Have thrice disturbed the quiet of our streets and made Verona's ancient citizens cast by their grave beseeming ornaments to wield old partisans in hands as old, cankered with peace, to part your cankered hate. If ever you disturb our streets again, your lives shall pay the forfeit of the peace. For this time, all the rest depart away. You, Capulet, shall go along with me, and Montague come you this afternoon. To know our further pleasure in this case, to Old Freetown, our common judgment place. Once more, on pain of death, all men depart.
12: Who set this ancient quarrel new approach? Speak, nephew. Were you by when it began? Here were the
5: servants of your adversary, and yours, close fighting, here I did approach, "'I drew to part them. "'In the instant came the fiery Tybalt with his gun prepared, "'which, as he breathed the fines to my ears, "'he swung about his head and cut the winds, "'who, nothing hurt with all, hissed him and scorn. "'which, uh, while we were interchanging thrusts and blows, "'came more and more and fought on part and part, "'till the prince came, who parted either part.'
13: Hmm, where is Romeo? Saw you him today? Right glad I am he was not at this fray.
5: Madam, an hour before the worshipped sun peered forth the golden window of the east, a troubled mind drave me to walk abroad, where, underneath the grove of a sycamore that westward rooteth from the city's side, so early walking I did see your son. Towards him I made, but... He was ware of me and stole into the covert of the wood. I, measuring his affections by my own, that most are busied when they're most alone, pursued my humor, not pursuing his, and gladly shunned who gladly fled from me.
12: Many a morning have he there been seen, with tears augmenting the fresh morning dew, adding to clouds, more clouds with his deep sighs. But all so soon, as the all cheering sun should in the furthest east begin to draw the shady curtains from Aurora's bed, away from the light steals home my heavy sun, and private in his chamber pens himself, shuts up his windows, locks far daylight out, and makes himself an artificial knight. Black and portentous must this humor prove, unless good counsel may the cause remove.
5: My noble uncle, do you know the cause?
12: (laughs) I neither know it, nor can learn of him. Have you importuned him by any means? Both by myself and many other friends. But he, his own affection's counselor, is to himself, I will not say how true. But to himself so secret and so close, so far from sounding a discovery, as is the bug bit with the envious worm. Ere he can spread his sweet leaves to the air or dedicate his beauty to the sun. Could we but learn from whence his sorrows grow, we would as willingly give cure as know. See where he comes.
5: Hm, so please you step aside. I'll know his grievance or be much denied.
12: Why would thou wert so happy by thy state here, true shrift? Come, madam, that's away. Good morrow, cousin.
5: Is the day so young? But new struck nine.
0: Ay me, sad hours seem long. Was that my father that went hence so fast? It was.
5: What sadness
0: lengthens Romeo's hours? Not having that which having makes them short. In love? Out. (laughs) Of love? Out of her favor,
5: where I am in love. Alas, that love, so gentle in his view, should be so tyrannous and rough in proof.
0: Alas, that love, whose view is
5: muffled still, should without eyes see pathways to his will.
0: Where shall we dine? Oh, me, what fray was here? Yet tell me not, for I have heard it all. Here is much to do with hate, but more with love. Why then, oh brawling love, oh loving hate, oh anything of nothing first create, oh heavy lightness, serious vanity, misshapen chaos of well-seeming forms, feather of lead, bright smoke, cold fire, sick health, still waking sleep, that is not what it is. This love feel I, that feel no love in this, oh, dost
5: thou not laugh? No, cuz, I rather weep. <laughs> Good heart, at what? At thy heart's oppression.
0: Why, such is love's transgression. Griefs of mine own lie heavy in my breast, which thou wilt propagate to have it pressed with more of thine. This love that thou hast shown doth add more grief to too much of mine own. Love is a smoke raised with the fume of sighs. Being purged, a fire sparkling in lover's eyes. Being vexed, a sea nourished with lover's tears. What is it else? A madness most discreet, a choking gall, and a
5: preserving sweet. Farewell, my cuz. Soft. I will go along, and if you leave me so, you do me wrong. T-
0: I have lost myself. I am not here. This is not Romeo. He's some otherwhere. Tell me, in sadness,
5: who is that you love? What, shall I groan and tell thee? <laughs> groan <laughs> why no but sadly tell me who
0: bid a sick man in sadness make his will <sighs> word ill urged to one that is so ill in sadness cousin I do love a woman <laughs>
5: I aimed so near when I suppose you loved. All right, right good markman, and she's fair, I love. A right fair mark, fair cause, is soonest hit.
0: Well, in that hit you miss. She'll not be hit with Cupid's arrow. She hath Dian's wit, and in a strong proof of chastity well armed, from love's weak childish bow she lives unharmed. Ugh, T.M.I. <laughs> She will not stay the siege of loving terms, nor bide the encounter of assailing eyes, nor ope her lap to saints' seducing gold. Oh, she is rich in beauty, only poor that when she dies with beauty dies her store. Then she hath sworn that she will still live chanced. She hath, and in that sparing makes huge waste, for beauty starved with her severity cuts beauty off from all posterity. She is too fair, too wise, but wisely too fair to merit bliss by making me despair. She hath forsworn to love, and in that vow do I live dead that live to tell it now.
5: Be ruled by me, forget to think of her.
0: Oh, teach me how I should forget to think.
5: (laughs) By giving liberty? Unto thine eyes. Examine other beauties. Tis the way to
0: call hers exquisite. In question more. These happy masks that kiss fair ladies' brows being black put us in mind they hide the fair. He that is stricken blind cannot forget the precious treasure of his eyesight lost. Show me a mistress that is passing fair. What doth her beauty serve but as a note where I may read who passed that passing
5: fair? Farewell. Thou canst not teach me to forget. I'll pay that doctrine, or else die in debt. <laughs>
10: But Montague is bound as well as I, in penalty alike. Tis not so hard, I think, for men so old as we to keep the peace. Of honourable reckoning are you both, and pity tis you
4: lived at odds so long. But now, my lord, what say you to my suit?
10: But saying or what I have said before, my child is yet a stranger in the world, she hath not seen the change of nineteen years. Let two more summers wither in their pride. Ere we may think her ripe to be a bride. Younger than she are happy mothers made. (laughs) And too soon mart are those so early made. The earth hath swallowed all my hopes but she. She is the hopeful lady of my earth. But woo her, gentle Paris, get her heart. My will to her consent is but a part, and she agree within her scope of choice lies my consent and fair according voice this night I hold an old accustomed feast whereto I have invited many a guest such as I love and you among the store one more most welcome makes my number more At my poor house Look to behold this night Earth-treading stars That make dark heaven light Such comfort as do lusty young men feel When well-appareled April On the heel of limping winter treads Even such delight among fresh female buds Shall you this night inherit at my house Hear all, all see, and like her most Whose merit most shall be Which on more view of many mine Being one may stand in number Though in reckoning none Come, go with me. Go, Sura. Trudge about through fair Verona. Find those persons out whose names are written there, and to them say, my house, and welcome on their pleasure stay.
15: the mouth whose names are written here. (laughs) It is written that the shoemaker should meddle with his yard, and the tailor with his last, the fisher with his pencil, and the painter with his net. But I am sent to find those persons whose names are here written and can never find what names the writing person hath here writ. I must to the learned. In good time.
5: (laughs) Tut, man. One fire burns out, another's burning. One pain is lessened by another's anguish. Turn giddy, and be hopped by backwards turning. One desperate grief cares with another's languish. Take thou some new infection to thy eye, and the rank
0: poison of the old
5: will die.
0: Your plantain leaf is excellent for that. For
5: what, I pray thee? For your broken shin. (laughs) (laughs) Why, Romeo, art thou mad? Not
0: mad. Bound more than a madman is. Shut up in prison. Kept without my food. Whipped and tormented and... Good evening, good fellow.
15: God give you good evening. Okay. I pray, sir. Can you read?
0: I, Mine own fortune and my misery.
15: Perhaps you have learned it without book. But I pray... Can you read anything, you see?
0: Aye, if I know the letters and the language.
15: Ye say honestly, rest you merry.
0: <laughs> Stay, fellow, I can read. <clears throat> Signor Martino and his wife and daughters, County Anselmi and his beauteous sisters, the lady widow of Vitravio, Signor Placentio and his lovely nieces, Mercutio and her brother Valentine, mine uncle Capulet, His wife and daughters, my fair niece, Rosaline, and Livia. Signor Valencio and his cousin, Tybalt, Lucio, and the lively Helena. A fair assembly, whither should they come? Up! Whither?
15: To supper, to our house.
0: Whose house?
15: My master's.
0: Indeed, I should have asked you that before.
15: Now, 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 I'll tell you without asking. My master is the great rich Capulet, and if you be not of the house of Montague, I pray, come and crush a cup of wine. Rest you merry.
5: At the same ancient feast of Capulet, sups the fair Rosalind, whom thou so lovest, with all the admired beauties of Varana. Go tither, and with untainted eye compare her face with some that I shall show. And I will make thee think thy swan a crow. When the devout religion of mine eye maintains such falsehood, and
0: turn tears to fires, and these who often drowned could never die, transparent heretics, be burnt for liars. One fairer than my love. The all-seeing sun ne'er saw her match since first the world begun.
5: Tut, you saw her fair, none else being by herself, poised with herself in either eye, but in that crystal scales. Let there be weighed your lady's love against some other maid that I will show you shining at this feast, and she shall scant show well that now shows best. I'll go along, no such sight to be
0: shown but to rejoice in splendor of mine own.
16: Nurse, where's my daughter? Call her forth to me. Now, by my maidenhead. At twelve-year-old, I bade her come. What lamb? What ladybird? God forbid,
6: where's this girl? What Juliet? How now? Who calls? Your mother. (laughs) Madam, I am here. What is your will?
11: This is the matter. uh, nurse, give leave a while. We must talk in secret. O a secret, <laughs> nurse, come back again. I have remembered me. Thou's here our counsel. Thou knowest my daughter's of a pretty age.
16: Faith, I can tell her age unto an hour. Oh, she's not nineteen. I'll lay nineteen of my teeth. And yet, to my teeth, be it to be spoken, I have but one, two, three,
1: six, nine. <laughs>
16: How long is it now to Lama's tide? A fortnight and odd days. Even or odd, of all days in the year, come Lama's Eve at night, shall she be nineteen. Susan and she, God rest all Christian souls, were of an age. Well, Susan is with God, she was too good for me. But, as I said, on Lama's Eve at night shall she be nineteen. That shall she, marry. I remember it well, Tis since the earthquake now eighteen years and she was weaned. I never shall forget it, of all the days of the year upon that day, for I had then laid wormwood to my dug, sitting in the sun under the dove house wall. My lord and you were then at Mantua, nay, I do bear a brain. <laughs> My, but as I said, when it did taste the wormwood on the nipple of my duck and felt it bitter and <laughs> pretty full, <laughs> to see it touchy and fall out with the duck. <laughs> <sighs> hmm. Shake, quoth the Dovehouse. 'Twas twas no need, I trow, to bid me trudge, and since that time, it is eleven years, for then she could stand alone, nay, by the root, she could have run and waddled all about for even the day before she broke her brow and then my husband god be with his soul i was a merry man took up the child yea quoth he dost thou fall upon thy face thou wilt fall backward when thou hast more wit wilt thou not jewel? And by my holiday, the pretty wretch left crying and said "I." <laughs> to see now how a jest shall come about, I warrant, and I should live a thousand years, I should never forget it. Wilt thou not jewel, quoth he, and pretty fool, it stinted,
11: and said aye. <laughs> Enough of this, I pray thee, hold thy peace.
16: <clears throat> <clears throat> yes, madam. Yet I cannot choose but laugh to think it should leave crying and say, "I," <laughs> And yet I warrant it had upon its brow a bump as big as a young cockerel stone, a parlous knock, and it cried bitterly. Yea, quoth my husband, false upon thy face, thou wilt fall backward when thou comest to age, wilt thou not, Jewel? It stinted
6: and said, Aye. <laughs> and stint thou too, I pray thee, nurse, say I. <laughs> hmm.
16: Peace, peace, I have done. God mark thee to his grace. <laughs> thou wast the prettiest babe that e'er I nursed, and I might live to see thee married once I have my wish. Mary, that Mary is the very theme
11: I came to talk of. Tell me, daughter Juliet, how stands your disposition to be married?
16: It is an honor that I dream not of. An honor. Were not I thine only nurse, I would say thou hast stuck wisdom from thy teeth. <laughs> well,
11: think of marriage now younger than you here in Verona, ladies of esteem are made already mothers. By my count I was your mother much upon these years that you are now a maid. Thus, then in brief, the
16: valiant Paris seeks you for his love. A man, young lady Lady, such a man as all the world why he's a man of wax (laughs) Hmm.
11: Verona Summer hath not such a flower Nay, he's a flower in faith, a very flower. (laughs) What say you? Can you love the gentleman? This night you shall behold him at our feast. Read o'er the volume of young Paris's face, and find a light writ there with beauty's pen. Examine every married lineament. And see how one another lends content, And what obscured in this fair volume lies find, Written in the margin of his eyes. This precious book of love, this unbound lover, To beautify him only lacks a cover. The fish lives in the sea, and tis much pride for fair Without the fair within to hide. That book in many eyes doth share the glory That in gold clasps locks in the golden story. So shall you share all that he doth possess, by having
16: him making yourself no less. No less! Nay, bigger. Women grow by men. Speak briefly. Can you like of Paris's love?
6: I'll look to like, if looking liking move, but no more deep will I indart mine eye than your consent gives strength to make it fly.
15: Madam, Madam, the guests are come. Supper served up. You called, my young lady asked for, the nurse cursed in the pantry, and everything in extremity. I must hence to wait. I beseech you, follow straight.
11: We follow thee.
16: Juliet. The county states, Go, girl. Seek happy nights to happy days.
15: What shall this
0: speech be? Spoke for our excuse. Or shall we on without an apology?
5: The date is out of such prolixity. Ah, we'll have no Cupid hoodwinked with a scarf bearing a Tata's painted bow of lap, scaring the ladies like a crow-keeper. nor no, without book Prologue faintly spoke after the prompter for our entrance. But let them measure us by what they will, and we'll measure them a measure and be gone. Give me a torch. I am not for this
0: ambling. Being but heavy, I will bear the light.
3: Oh, nay, gentle Romeo. We? Must have you dance.
0: Not I, believe me. You have dancing shoes with nimble souls. I have a soul of lead, so stakes me to the ground I cannot move.
3: (laughs) You're a lover. Borrow Cupid's wings. Soar with them, above a common
0: bound. I am too sore and pierced with his shaft to soar with his light feathers. And so bound, I cannot bound a pitch above dull woe. Under love's heavy burden do I sink?
3: Under love's heavy burden I do sink. Ugh, and to sink in it? Should you burden love? Too great oppression for a tender thing.
0: Is love a tender thing? It's too rough, too rude, too boisterous, and it pricks like thorn.
3: Ugh. <laughs> if love be rough with you, be rough with love. <laughs> Prick love for pricking, and you beat love down. Give me a case to put my visage in. (laughs) A visor for a visor. What care I What curious eye doth quote deformities? Here are the beetle brows shall blush for me.
5: Come, knock and enter, and no sooner in, but every man betake him to his legs. A torch for me.
0: Let wantons light of heart tickle the senseless rushes with their heels. For I am proverb with a grandsire phrase. I'll be a candle holder and look on. The game was ne'er so fair, and I am done.
3: T- Done's the mouse. The constable's own word. If thou art done, we'll draw thee from the mire of this sir Love. Wherein thou stickest up to the ears. Come. We burn daylight, ho. Nay, that's not so. I mean, sir, in delay. We waste our lights in vain, like lamps by day. Take our good meaning. For our judgment sits five times in that air, once in our five wits.
0: And we mean well in going to this mask, but tis no wit to go.
3: Uh, why, may one ask?
0: I dreamed a dream tonight.
3: Ah, oh, so did I. Well, what was yours? The dreamers often lie.
0: <laughs> in bed asleep while they do dream things true.
3: Ugh. Then I see Queen Mab hath been with you. She's a fairy's midwife. She comes in a shape no bigger than the agate stone on a forefinger of the alderman. Drawn with a team of little atomies athwart men's noses while they sleep. Hmm. Her wagon spokes made of long spider legs. The cover... Wings of grasshoppers, the traces of the smallest spiderwebs, the collars of Moonshine's watery beams, her whip of cricket's bone, the lash of film, her wagoner, hmm, a small gray-coated gnat, not so big as a round little worm pricked from the lazy girl's finger. Her chariot is an empty hazelnut made by the joiner squirrel or old grub, Time out of mind, the fairies, coachmakers. And in this state, she gallops, night by night, through lovers' brains, and then they dream of love. <laughs> or courtier's knees, The dream on curtsy straight. Or <laughs> lawyer's fingers, whose straight dream on feets. Or lady's lips, whose straight on kisses dream. <laughs> which oft the angry Mab with blisters plagues because their breaths with sweetmeats tainted are sometime she gallops her courtier's nose and then dreams he of smelling out a soup sometime she comes with a tithe pig's tail tickling the parson's nose as Eliza sleep. then dreams he of another benefice sometime She driveth o'er a soldier's neck, and then dreams he of cutting foreign throats, of breeches, ambuscados, and Spanish blades, and healths five fathoms deep. And then anon drums in his ear, at which he starts and wakes, and thus being frightened, swears a prayer or two and sleeps again. (laughs) This is that very mab that plaits the manes of horses in the night and bakes elf locks and foolish sluttish hairs, which once untangled, much misfortune bodes. This is the hag, when maids lie on their backs, that presses them and learns them first to bear, making them women of good carriage.
0: This is she! Peace! Peace, Mercutio! Peace! Thou talkst of nothing!
3: True, <laughs> I talk of dreams, which are the children of an idle brain, begot of nothing but vain fantasy, which is as thin of substance as the air, and more inconstant than the wind, who woos even now the frozen bosom of the north, and, being angered, puffs away from thence, turning his face to the dew-dropping south.
5: This wind you talk of blows us from ourselves. Supper is done, and we shall come too late. I fear too early. For my mind misgives
0: some consequence, yet hanging in the stars shall bitterly begin his fearful date with this night's revels, and expire the term of a despised life closed in my breast by some vile forfeit of untimely death. But he that hath the steerage of my course, direct my sail on, lusty gentlemen, Strike drum.
15: Where's Potpan that he helps not to take away? He shift a trencher, he scrape a trencher. Away with the joint stools. Remove the court cupboard, look to the plate. Good thou, save me a piece of March paint. And, as thou lovest me, let the porter let in Susan Grindstone and Nell. Anthony and Potpan!
11: I boy, ready.
15: You are looked for and called for, asked for and sought for in the great chamber. We cannot be
3: here and there, too. Cheerly, boys, be brisk a while, and the longer liver take all.
10: <laughs> Welcome, gentlemen. Ladies that have their toes unplagued with corns will have a bout with you. <laughs> Aha, my mistresses, which of you all will now deny to dance? She that makes dainty, she I'll swear hath corns. Am I come near you now? Welcome, gentlemen. I have seen the day that I have worn a visor and could tell a whispering tale in a fair lady's ear such as would please. Tis gone, tis gone, tis gone. You are welcome, gentlemen. Come, musicians, play. A hall, a hall. Give room and foot it, girls. This one's for all you tramps and knaves out there. More light, you knaves, and turn the tables up and quench the fire. The room has grown too hot. Ah, Sura, uh, this unlooked-for sport comes well. Nay, sit, nay, sit, good cousin Capulet. For you and I are past our dancing days. How long is now since last yourself and I were in a mask? Pry, lady. Thirty years. What, man? Tis not so much. Tis not so much. Tis since the nuptials of Lucentio come Pentecost as quickly as it will, some five and twenty years, and then we masked.
2: Tis more, tis more. His
10: son is elder, sir. His son is thirty. Will you tell me that? His son was but a ward two years ago.
0: What lady is that? That doth enrich the hand of yonder knight.
15: I know not, sir. I'd have to consult the list. And as we established earlier, I can't read.
0: (laughs) Oh, she doth teach the torches to burn bright. It seems she hangs upon the cheek of night like a rich jewel in an Ethiop's ear. Beauty too rich for use, for earth too dear. So shows a snowy dove trooping with crows as yonder lady or her fellow shows. The measure done, I'll watch her place of stand. And touching hers, make blessed my rude hand. Did my heart love till now? Forswear its sight, for I ne'er saw true beauty till this night.
9: This by his voice should be a Montague. Fetch me my rapier, boy. What dares the slave come hither? Covered with an antic face, to fleer and scorn at our solemnity. Now, by the stock and honor of my kin, to strike him dead, I hold it not
10: a sin. Why, how now, kinsman? Wherefore storm you so, uncle? This is a Montague, our foe, a villain that is hither come in spite to scorn at our solemnity this night. Young Romeo, is it? Tis he, that villain Romeo. Content thee, gentle cuz, let him alone. He bears him like a portly gentleman, and to say truth Verona brags of him, to be a virtuous and well-governed youth. I would not for the wealth of all the town here in my house do him disparagement. Therefore be patient, take no note of him. It is my will, the which if thou respect, show a fair presence and put off these frowns and ill-beseeming semblance for a feast. It fits when such a villain is a guest. I'll not endure him he shall be endured what Goodman boy I say he shall go to am I the master here or you go to you'll not endure him God shall mend my soul you'll make a mutiny among my guests you will set cockahoop you'll be the man why uncle tis a shame go to go to you are a saucy boy is it so indeed. This trick may chance to scathe you. I know what. You must contrary me. Mary, tis time. Uh, well said, my hearts. You are a princox. Go, be quiet, or more light, more light. For shame, I'll make you quiet. What? Cheerly, my hearts.
9: Patience, perforce, with willful caller meeting, makes my flesh tremble in their different greeting. I will withdraw But this intrusion shall Now seeming sweet Convert to bitter gall
0: I profane with my unworthiest hand This holy shrine The gentle fine is this My lips Two blushing pilgrims Ready stand to smooth that rough touch with a tender kiss.
6: Good pilgrim, you do wrong your hand too much. Which mannerly devotion shows in this? For saints have hands that pilgrims' hands do touch, and palm to palm is holy palmer's kiss.
0: Have not saints' lips, and holy palmer's too?
6: I pilgrim, lips that they must use in prayer.
0: <laughs> oh then, dear saint. Let lips do what hands do. They pray. Grant thou, lest faith turn to despair.
6: Saints do not move, though grant for prayer's sake.
0: Then move not, while my prayers effect I take. Mm. Thus, from my lips, by yours, my sin is purged.
6: Then half my lips the sin that they have touched.
0: Sin from thy lips? Oh, trespass, sweetly urged, give me my sin again.
6: You kiss by the book. <clears throat> Madam, your mother
16: craves a word with you.
0: What? What is her mother?
16: Mary, bachelor, her mother is the lady of the house, and a good lady, and a wise and virtuous. I nursed her daughter that you talked with all. I tell you, he that can lay hold of her shall have the jinx. <laughs> is she
15: Capulet?
17: Oh, dear
0: account. My life is my foe's debt.
5: Away, be gone. This bolt is at the best.
0: Aye, so I fear... More is my unrest.
10: Nay, gentlemen, prepare not to be gone. We have a trifling, foolish banquet toward. Is it even so? Why then, I thank you all. I thank you, honest gentlemen. Good night. More torches here. Come on, then, let's to bed. Ah, oh, sir, by my fay, it waxes late. I'll to my rest.
6: Come hither, nurse. What is young gentleman? The
16: son and heir of old Tiberio. What's he that is now going out of door?
6: Marry that, I think, the young Petruccio? What's he that follows there, that would not dance? I know not. Go ask his name. If he be married, my grave is like to be my wedding bed. <sighs> his name
16: is Romeo, and a Montague, the only son of your great enemy.
6: My only love sprung from my only hate, too early seen unknown, and known too late. Progetous birth of love it is to me, that I must love a loathed enemy. What's this? What's this? A rhyme I learned even now of one I danced with all.
16: Anon, Anon, come, let's away. The strangers are all gone.
1: Act Two.
2: Now old desire doth in his deathbed lie, and young affection gapes to be his heir. That fair for which love groaned for and would die, with tender Juliet matched, is now not fair.
3: Now Romeo is beloved and loves again, alike bewitched by the charm of looks. But to his foe supposed he must complain, and she still loves sweet bait from fearful hooks.
2: Being held a foe, he may not have access to breathe such vows as lovers use to swear, and she is much in love, her means much less to meet her new beloved anywhere. But
3: passion lends them power, time means, to meet tempering extremities with extreme sweet.
0: I go forward when my heart is here? Turn back, dull earth, and find thy center out.
1: <sighs> uh. <ṛṣ> oh. Oh.
5: <clears throat> Romeo. My cousin
3: Romeo... Uh, he uh, is wise, and on my lie hath stolen him home to bed.
5: He ran this way and leaped this orchard wall. Call good Mercutio.
3: Oh nay. <laughs> I'll conjure too. Romeo?
1: <laughs>
3: Humors. Madman. Passion. Lover, (laughs) appear thou in the likeness of a sigh. Speak but one rhyme, and I'm satisfied. (laughs) Cry, but I'm me. Pronounce but love, and dove, speak to my gossip Venus one fair word, one nickname for her purblind blind son and heir, young Adam Cupid. He that shot so trim when King Cafetua loved his beggar-maid. Hmm, he heareth not, he stirreth not, he moveth not. Hmm. The ape is dead and I must conjure him. I conjure thee by Rosaline's bright eyes, by her high forehead and her scarlet lip, by her fine foot, straight leg and quivering thy and the demeans that there adjacent lie that in thy likeness thou appear to us
5: (laughs) and if he hear thee thou wilt anger him
3: please this cannot anger him T'would anger him to raise his spirit in his mistress' circle of some strange nature, letting it there stand till she laid it and conjured it down. That were some spite. My invocation is fair and honest, and in his mistress' name I conjure only but to raise up him.
5: Come, he hath hid himself among the trees, to be insulted with the humorous night. Blind is his love, and best
3: befits the dark. If love be blind, love cannot hit the mark. Now will he sit under a meddler tree and wish his mistress were that kind of fruit his maids call meddlers. When they laugh alone. <laughs> oh, oh, sweet Romeo. <laughs> that she were oh that she were an open etcetera. Thou a pauper and pear. <laughs> Romeo, Romeo, Uh, good night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, to my truckle bed. This field bed is too cold for me to sleep. Come, shall we go?
5: Go, then, for tis in vain to seek him here that means not to be found.
0: she jests at scars that never felt a wound.
15: (laughs) But, soft, what light
0: through yonder window breaks? It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon, who is already sick and pale with grief, that thou, her maid, art more fair than she. Be not her maid, since she is envious. Her vestal liveries, but sick and green, and none but fools do wear it. Cast it off. It is my lady. Oh, it is my love. Oh, that she knew she were. She speaks, yet she says nothing. What of that? Her eye discourses. I will answer it. I am I am too bold. Tis not to me she speaks. The two of the fairest stars in all the heaven, having some business, do entreat her eyes to twinkle in their spheres till they return. What if her eyes were there, they in her head? The brightness of her cheek would shame those stars, as daylight doth the lamp. Her eyes in heaven would through the airy region stream so bright that birds would sing and think it were not night. See how she leans her cheek upon her hand. Oh, that I wore a glove upon that hand, that I might touch that cheek. Aye me. She speaks. <laughs> oh, speak again, bright angel, for thou art as glorious to this night being over my head as is a winged messenger of heaven unto the white upturned wondering eyes of mortals that fall back to gaze on him when he bestrides the lazy pacing clouds and sails upon the bosom of the air
6: O Romeo Romeo wherefore art thou Romeo deny thy father and refuse thy name or if thou wilt not be but sworn my love and I'll no longer be a Capulet.
0: Shall I hear more, or shall I speak at this?
6: Tis but thy name that is my enemy. Thou art thyself, though not a Montague. What's a Montague? It's nor hand nor foot, nor arm nor face, nor any other part belonging to a man. Oh, be some other name! What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. So Romeo would, were he not Romeo called, retain that dear perfection which he owes without that title. Romeo, doff thy name, and for that name which is no part of thee, take all of myself.
0: I take thee at thy word. Call me but love, and I'll be new baptized. Henceforth I never will be Romeo.
6: What man art thou that thus be screened in night, so stumblest on my counsel?
0: By a name I know not how to tell thee who I am. My name, dear saint, is hateful to myself, because it is an enemy to thee. Had I had written, I would tear the word.
6: My ears have not yet drunk a hundred words of that tongue's utterance, yet I know the sound. Art thou not Romeo and a Montague?
0: Neither, fair saint, if either thee dislike.
6: How camest thou hither, tell me, and wherefore? The orchard walls are high and hard to climb, and the place death, considering who thou art. If any of my kinsmen find thee here—
15: With
0: love's light wings did I oerperch these walls. For stony limits cannot hold love out, and what love can do that dares love attempt. Therefore thy kinsmen are no led to me.
6: If they do see thee, they will murder thee.
0: Alack, there lies more peril in thine eye than twenty of their swords. Look thou but sweet, and I am proof against their enmity.
6: I would not for the world they saw thee here.
0: I have knight's cloak to hide me from their sight, and but thou love me, let them find me here. My life were better ended by their hate than death prorogued, wanting of thy love.
6: By whose direction bounced thou out this place?
0: By love, who first did prompt me to inquire. He lent me counsel, and I lent him eyes. I am no pilot, yet... Were thou as far as the vast shore, washed with the farthest sea, I would adventure for such merchandise.
6: Thou knowest the mask of night is on my face. Else would a maiden blush but paint my cheek. For that which thou hast heard me speak tonight, fain would I dwell on form, fain, fain deny what I have spoke, but farewell compliment. Dost thou love me? I know thou wilt say I, and I will take thy word. Yet if thou swearest, thou mayest prove false. At lovers' perjuries, then say, Jove laughs. O oh, gentle Romeo, if thou dost love, pronounce it faithfully. Or if thou thinksaint I am too quickly won, I'll frown and be perverse and say thee nay, so thou wilt woo.
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> but else, not for the world. In truth, fair Montague, I am too fond, and therefore thou mayest think my behaviour light. But trust me, gentlemen, I'll prove more true than those that have more cunning to be strange. I should have been more strange, I must confess, but that thou overhears, ere I was ware my true love's passion. Therefore pardon me, and not impute this yielding to light love, which the Dark Knight hath so discovered.
0: Lady... By yonder blessed moon I swear that tips with silver all these fruit tree tops.
6: Oh, swear not by the moon. The inconstant moon that monthly changes in her circled orb, lest that thy love prove likewise variable.
14: What shall I swear by?
6: Do not swear at all. Or if thou wilt, swear by thy gracious self, which is the god of my idolatry, and I'll believe thee. <clears throat>
0: My heart's dear love.
6: Do not swear. <laughs> Although I joy in thee, I have no joy of this contract tonight. It is too rash, too unadvised, too sudden, too like the lightning which doth cease to be air, one can say it lightens. <laughs> Sweet, good night. This bud of love, by summer's ripening breath, may prove a beauteous flower when next we meet. Good night. Good night. A sweet repose and rest come to thy heart as that within my breast. Oh, wilt
0: thou leave me so unsatisfied?
6: What satisfaction canst thou have tonight?
0: The exchange of thy love's faithful vow for mine.
6: I gave thee mine before thou didst request it, and yet I would it were to give again.
0: Wouldst thou
15: withdraw it? For what purpose, love?
6: But to be frank and give it thee again. And yet, I wish but for the one thing I have. My bounty is as boundless as the sea, my love as deep. The more I give to thee, the more I have, for both are infinite. Juliet! Oh, Juliet! I hear some noise within. Dear love, adieu. Anon, good nurse. Sweet Montague, be true. Stay but a little, I will come again.
0: Oh, blessed, blessed night. I am afeard, being a knight, all this is but a dream. Too flattering, sweet to be substantial.
6: Three words, dear Romeo, and good night indeed. If that thy bent of love be honorable, thy purpose marriage, send me word tomorrow, by one that I'll procure to come to thee, where and what time will thou perform the rite? And all my fortunes at thy foot I'll lay, and follow thee, my lord, throughout the world. Madam! I come, anon! But if thou mean'st not well, I do beseech thee. <laughs> by and by I come. Decease thy suit and lead me to my grief. Tomorrow will I send.
0: So thrive my soul.
6: A thousand times good night.
0: A thousand times the worse to want thy light. Love goes toward love as schoolboys from their books, but love from love toward school. With heavy looks.
6: HIST! Romeo, HIST! (laughs) Oh, for a falconer's voice, to lure this tassel gentle back again. Bondage is hoarse and may not speak aloud. Else would I tear the cave where Echo lies and make her airy tongue more hoarse than mine with repetition of my Romeo's name.
0: It is my soul that calls upon my name? How silver, sweet sound lovers' tongues by night. like softest music to attending ears.
6: Romeo! My dear? At what o'clock tomorrow shall I send to thee? At the hour of nine. I will not fail. Tis twenty years till then. (laughs) I have forgot why I did call thee back. Let me stand
0: here till thou remember it.
6: I shall forget to have thee still stand there, remembering how I love thy company.
0: And I'll still stay. To have thee still forget, forgetting any other home but this.
6: <laughs> Tis almost morning. I would have thee gone, and yet no further than a wanton's bird, who lets it hop a little further from her hand like a poor prisoner in his twisted gyves and with a silk thread plucks it back again, so loving, jealous of his liberty.
0: I would I were thy bird.
6: Sweet, so would I. Yet I should kill thee with much cherishing. Good night, good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow that I shall say good night till it be morrow.
0: Sleep dwell upon thine eyes, peace in thy breast. Would that I were sleep and peace, so sweet to rest. Hence will I to my ghostly father's cell his help to crave, and my dear have to tell.
18: The gray-eyed morn smiles on the frowning night, checkering the eastern clouds with streaks of light. And flecked darkness like a drunkard reels From fourth day's path on Titan's fiery wheels (laughs) Now Ere the sun advance his burning eye The the day to cheer and night's day due to dry I must upfill this osier cage of ours With baleful weeds and precious juiced flowers The earth that's nature's mother is her tomb What is her burying grave that is her womb And from her womb children of diverse kind We sucking on her natural bosom find Many for many virtues excellent, none, but for some, and yet all different. O oh, mickle is the powerful grace that lies in herbs, plants, stones, and their true qualities. For not so vile that on the earth doth live, but to the earth some special good doth give. Nor aught so good but strained from that fair use, revolts from true birth, stumbling on abuse. Virtue itself turns vice, being misapplied, and vice, sometimes by action, dignified. Within the infant rind of this small flower Poison half-residence and medicine power For this Being smelt With that part cheers each part Being tasted Slays all senses with the heart Two such opposed kings Encamp them still in man As well as herbs, grace, and rude will And where the worser is predominant Full soon the canker death Eats up that plant
4: Good
0: morrow, father.
18: Enedicte, what early tongue so sweet saluteth me? Young son, it argues a distempered head so soon to bid good morrow to thy bed. Care keeps his watch in every old man's eye, and where care lodges, sleep will never lie. But where unbruised youth with unstuffed brain doth couch his limbs, there golden sleep doth reign. Therefore, thy earliness doth me assure thou art uproused by some distemperature. Or, if not so, then here I hit it right. Our Romeo hath not been in bed tonight.
0: That last is true. The sweeter rest was mine.
18: Oh, God, pardon sin. What's that with Rosaline? With
0: Rosaline, my ghostly father? No, I have forgot that name, and that name's woe.
18: That's my good son. (laughs) But where hast thou been, then?
0: I'll tell thee, ere thou askest me again. I have been feasting with mine enemy, where on a sudden one hath wounded me. That's by me wounded. But both are remedies within thy help and holy physic lies. I bear no hatred, blessed man, for lo, my intercession likewise steads my foe.
18: Be plain, good son, and homely in thy drift. Riddling confession finds but riddling shrift.
0: Then plainly know my heart's dear love is set on the fair daughter of rich Capulet. As mine on hers, so hers is set on mine. And and all combined, save what thou must combine by holy marriage. And when and where and how we met, we wooed and made exchange of vow, I'll tell thee as we pass. But this I pray, that thou consent to
18: marry us today. (laughs) Holy St. Francis, what a change is here. (laughs) (sighs) Is Rosaline, whom thou didst love so dear, so soon forsaken? Young men's love then lies not truly in their hearts, but in their eyes. What a deal of brine hath washed thy sallow cheeks for Rosalie! How much salt water thrown away in waste season love that of which it doth not taste! Ugh, the sun not yet thy sighs from heaven clears, thy old groans ring yet in my ancient ears. Lo, here upon thy cheek the stain doth sit of an old tear that is not washed off yet. If e'er thou wast thyself of these woes thine... Thou and these woes were all for Rosaline. And art thou changed? Pronounce the sentence, then. Women may fall when there's no strength in men. Thou chidest me oft for
0: loving Rosaline.
18: For doting, not for loving people mine. And badest me bury love? Not in a grave to lay one in, another out to have. I pray thee, chide not.
0: She whom I love now doth grace for grace and love for love allow.
18: The other did not so. No. She knew well thy love did read by road and could not spell. <sighs> but but come, young waverer, come, go with me. In one respect, I'll thy assistant be, for this alliance may so happy prove to turn your household's rancor to pure love. Oh, let us hence! I stand on sudden haste. Wisely and slow, they stumble that run fast.
1: <laughs>
18: Told ya.
3: should this Romeo be? Came he not home tonight?
5: Not to his father's. I spoke with his man.
3: Nah, that same pale, hard-hearted wench that Rosaline torments him so that he will sure run mad.
5: Ugh. Tybalt, the kinsman of Old Capulet, hath sent a letter to his father's house.
3: challenge on my life?
5: Romeo will answer it.
3: Yeah. Any man that can write may answer a letter. Nay, he will
5: answer the letter's master. How he tears, being dead.
1: Oh,
3: alas, poor Romeo. <laughs> He's already dead. <laughs> Stabbed at the white wench's black eye, shot through the ear with a love song. The very pin of his heart cleft with the blind bow boys butcher. And is he a man to encounter Tybalt?
5: Why? What is Tybalt?
3: Why? What is Tybalt? <laughs> More than Prince of Cats. I can tell you. Oh. He is a courageous captain of compliments. He fights as you sing pricksong. Keeps time, distance, and proportion. Rests his minim rest. One, two, and then the third in your bosom. <laughs> the very butcher of a silk blouse. A duelist, yes, a duelist. A gentleman of the very first house, of the very first and second cause. Oh, the immortal pesado. <laughs> the punto reverso. The hey. The what? The pox. Of such antic, lisping, affecting fantiosos.
14: <sighs> the new tuners of
3: accents. <laughs> By Jesu, a very good blade, a very tall man, a very good whore. Why, why is not this a lamentable thing, grandsire? That we should thus be afflicted by the strange flies, these fashion mongers, these perdonamis, who stand on so much new form that they cannot ease on an old bench. Ugh, their bones, they're bones.
5: Here comes Romeo. Here comes Romeo. Mm
3: -mm. And without his roe, like a dried herring. (laughs) Flesh, flesh, how art thou, (laughs) bishop? Now is he for the numbers, like Petrarch flowed in. Laura to his lady, but a kitchen munch. Mary, she had a better love to be rhyme her. Dido, a dowdy. Cleopatra, eh, a gypsy. Helen and Hero, Buildings and
1: harlots.
3: (laughs) This be a gray eye or so, but not to the purpose. Signore Romeo, bonjour. That's a French salutation for your French slop. You gave us the counterfeit fairly last night.
0: Good morrow to you both. What, What counterfeit did I give you?
3: Ah, the slip, sir, the slip. Can you not conceive?
0: Pardon, good Mercutio. My business was great. And in such a case as mine, a man may strain courtesy.
3: Oh, well, (laughs) that's as much to say. Such a case as yours constrains a man to, um, bow in the (laughs) hands,
0: Meaning, to (laughs) curtsy.
3: Thou hast most kindly... It, it.
0: A most courteous exposition.
3: Hey, sir, <laughs> I am the very pink of courtesy. Pink for flower. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Why then is my pump well flowered?
3: Now, <laughs> oh, hearty, har-har, well said. Follow me this just now, till thou hast worn out thy pump. <laughs> That when the single soul of it is worn, the jest may remain after the wearing soul singular. <laughs> o
0: oh, single soul jest solely singular
15: for the singleness.
3: Come between us, good Benvolio, my wits faint.
15: Switch and spurs, switch and spurs, or I'll cry a match. <clears throat> Nay,
3: if thy wits run the wild goose chase, I have done, for thou hast more of the wild goose. In one of thy wits, then I am sure I have in my whole five. Was I with you there for the goose?
0: Thou wast never with me for anything when thou wast not there for the goose.
3: <clears throat> I will bite thee by the ear for that jest.
0: <laughs> Nay, good goose, bite not.
3: Thy wit is a very bittersweeting. It is a most sharp sauce. And
0: is it not well served into a sweet goose?
3: Oh, here. <laughs> Here's a wit of chevril that stretches from an inch narrow to an L
0: broad. I stretch it out for that word, broad. Which, added to the goose, proves thee far and wide a broad goose.
3: Ugh, <laughs> uh, why? I mean, is not this better than groaning for love? Now art thou sociable. Now art thou Romeo! Now art thou what thou art, by art as well as by nature, for this driveling love that is like a great natural that runs lolling up and down to hide his bauble in a hole. Stop
5: there, stop there.
3: Oh, thou desirest me to stop my tail against the hair?
5: Thou wouldst else have made thy tail
3: large. (laughs) Oh, thou art deceived. I would have made it short. <laughs> For I was come to the whole depth of my tale, and meant indeed to occupy the argument no longer.
5: <laughs> Here's goodly gear.
3: <laughs> a sail, woo, a sail.
5: Two, two, a shut, and a smock.
16: Peter? Anon. My fan, Peter. Good Peter! To hide her
3: face, for her fan's the fairer face. God ye
16: good morrow, gentlefolk.
3: God ye good den, fair gentlewoman. Is it good den? Mm, tis no less, I tell you, for the body-hand of the dial is now upon the prick of noon. Out upon you! What a woman are you! One, gentlewoman, that god hath made for herself to mar. By my troth, it is well said gentlefolk
16: can any of you tell me where i may find the young romeo
0: i can tell you but young romeo will be older when you have found him than he was when you sought him i am the youngest
3: of that name for fault of a worse you say well yay is the worst well very well took i Fay wisely. wisely
16: if you be he sir i desire some confidence with you
5: she will indict him to some supper.
3: <gasps> a bond, a bond. Oh, a bond, a bond. Oh, oh, so, so, oh. <laughs>
5: <laughs> what
0: hast thou found?
3: What hast thou found? Oh, no hair, sir, unless a hair, sir, in a Lenten pie. That is something stale and whore ere be spent. <laughs> an old hair whore, an old hair whore, it is a very good meat in Lent. But a hair that is hoarse, too much to score when a horse ere it be spent. (laughs) 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 Romeo, will you come to your father's? Will to dinner thither?
0: (laughs) I will follow you.
3: Ah, farewell, ancient lady, farewell. (laughs) Lady, from the moment I saw you standing. Oh hello oh, oh, oh,
16: oh. <laughs> Mary farewell I pray you, sir, what saucy merchant was this that was so full of her ropery?
0: A gentlewoman nurse that loves to hear herself talk and will speak more in a minute than she will stand to in a month.
16: Anna speak anything against me. I'll take her down and I were lustier than she is, and twenty such gills. And if I cannot, I'll find those that shall. scurvy knave. I am none of her flirt gills. I am none of her skein's mates. And thou must stand by two and suffer every knave to use me at their pleasure.
13: I saw no man use you a pleasure. If I had, my weapon should quickly have been out. I warrant you. I dare draw as soon as another man. If I see occasion in a good quarrel and the law on my side
16: Now afore God I am so vexed that every part about me quivers scurvy knave Pray you, sir, a word. As I told you, my young lady bade me inquire you out. What she bade me say I will keep to myself. But first let me tell ye, if ye should lead her into a fool's paradise, as they say, it were a very gross kind of behavior, as they say, for the gentlewoman is young. And therefore, if you should deal double with her, truly, it were an ill thing to be offered to any gentlewoman and very weak dealing.
0: Nurse, commend me to thy lady and mistress. I protest unto thee.
16: Good heart, and of faith, I will tell her as much. Lord, Lord, she will be a joyful woman,
0: what wilt thou tell her, nurse, if thou dost not mark me?
16: I will tell her, sir, that you do protest, which, as I take it, is a gentlemanlike offer.
0: Bid her devise some means to come to shrift this afternoon. And there she shall at Friar Lawrence's cell be shrived and married. Here is for thy paints.
16: No, truly, sir, not a penny.
0: Go to, I say you shall.
16: This afternoon, sir. Well, she shall be there.
0: And stay, good nurse, behind the abbey wall. Within this hour, my man shall be with thee and bring thee cords made like a tackled stair, which to the high top gallant of my joy must be my convoy in the secret night. Farewell, be trusty, and I'll quit thy pains. Farewell, commend me to, my, to thy mistress.
16: Now, God in heaven bless thee. Hark you, sir.
0: What sayest thou, my dear nurse?
16: Is your man's secret? Did you ne'er hear say two may keep counsel, putting one away?
0: I warrant thee, my man's as true as steel
16: well sir my mistress is the sweetest lady lord lord when twas a little prating thing oh there is a noble man in town one paris that would fain lay knife aboard but she good soul had as leaf see a toad a very toad as to see him i anger her sometimes and tell her that paris is the properer man but i'll warrant you when i say so she looks as pale as any clout in the versal world Doth the Rosemary and Romeo both begin with a letter?
0: Aye, nurse. What of that? Both with an R.
16: Ah, Mocker, that's the dog's name. (laughs) R is for the... Hmm. No, it begins with some other letter. And she hath the prettiest sententious of it. Of you and Rosemary, that it would do you good to hear.
1: Uh...
0: Commend me to thy lady.
16: I a thousand times. Peter? Anon? Peter, take my fan and go before in a pace.
1: Clock
6: struck nine when I did send the nurse. In half an hour she promised to return, perchance she cannot meet him. That's not so. Oh, she is lame! Love's heralds should be thoughts which ten times faster glide than the sun's beams driving back shadows over luring hills. Therefore do nimble pinion doves draw love, and therefore hath the windswift cupid wings. Now is the sun upon the highmost hill of this day's journey and from nine to twelve is three long hours, yet she's not come. (sighs) Had she affections and warm, youthful blood, she would be as swift in motion as a ball. My words would bandy her to my sweet love and his to me, but old folks, many feign as they were dead, unwieldy, slow, heavy, and pale as lead. Oh, God, she comes! Oh, honey nurse, what news? Hast thou met with him? Send thy man away. Peter, stay at the gate. Now, good sweet nurse. Oh Lord, why lookest thou sad? Though news be sad, yet tell them merrily. If good, thou shamest the music of sweet news by playing it to me with so sour a face. I am a weary. Give me leave a while. Ay, how my bones ache! What a jaunt have I had! I would thou hast my bones, and I thy news! Nay, come, I pray thee, speak, good good nurse, speak! Yesu, what haste! Can you not stay a while? Do you not see that I am out of breath? How art thou out of breath, when thou hast breath to say to me that thou art out of breath? (laughs) The excuse that thou dost make in this delay is longer than the tale that dost excuse. Is thy news good or bad? Answer to that, say either, and I'll stay the circumstance. Let me be satisfied. Is good or bad? Well, you have made a simple choice. You know not how to
16: choose a man. Romeo, no, not he. Though his face be better than any man's, yet his leg excels all men's and for a hand and a foot and a body, though they be not to be talked on, yet they are past compare. He is not the flower of courtesy, but, I'll warrant him, as gentle as a lamb. Go thy ways,
6: wench. Serve God. What, have you dined at home? No, no, but all this did I know before. What says he of our marriage? What of that?
16: Lord, how my head aches. <laughs> what a head have I. It beats as it would fall in 20 pieces. My back, oh, to the other side. Oh, my back, my back. <laughs> Beshrew shrew your heart for sending me about to catch my death
6: with jaunting up and down. If faith... I am sorry that thou art not well. Sweet, sweet, sweet nurse, tell me what says my love? Your love says, like an honest gentleman,
16: and a courteous, and a kind, and a handsome, and I warrant a virtuous, where is your mother?
6: (laughs) Where is my mother? (laughs) Why, she is within, where should she be? How oddly thou repliest! Your love says, like an honest gentleman, where is your mother? Oh, God's lady, dear!
16: Are you so hot? Mary, come up, I trow. Is this the poultice for
6: my aching bones? Henceforward, do your messages yourself! You're such a coil! Come, what says Romeo?
16: (sighs) Have you got leave to go to shrift today? I have. Then hie you hence to Friar Lawrence's cell. There stays a husband to make you a wife. Now comes the wanton blood up in your cheeks. They'll be in Scarlet straight at any news. (laughs) Hie you to church. I must another way to fetch a ladder, by the which your love must climb a bird's nest soon when it is dark. I am the drudge and toil in your delight, but you shall bear the burden soon at night.
6: Out to dinner. Hie you to the cell. Hide to high fortune. Honest nurse, farewell.
18: So smile the heavens upon this holy act and after hours with sorrow chide us not. Amen, amen.
0: But come what sorrow can, it cannot countervail the exchange of joy that one short minute gives me in her sight. Do thou but close our hands with holy words, then love-devouring death do what he dare. It is enough I may but call her mine.
18: These violent delights have violent ends, and in their triumph die like fire and powder, which, as they kiss, consume. The sweetest honey is loathsome in his own deliciousness, and then the taste confounds the appetite. Therefore, love moderately. Long love doth so. Too swift arrives as tardy as too slow. Here comes the lady. Oh, so light a foot will ne'er wear out the everlasting flint. A lover may bestride the gossamer that idles in the wanton summer air, and yet not fall, so light his vanity.
6: Good even to my ghostly confessor.
18: Romeo shall thank thee, daughter, for us both.
6: As much to him, else is his thanks too much. Oh,
0: Juliet, if the measure of thy joy be heaped like mine, and that thy skill be more to blazon it, and sweeten with thy breath this neighbor air, and let rich music's tongue unfold the imagined happiness that both receive in either by this dear encounter.
6: Conceit, more rich in matter than in words, brags of a substance, not of ornament. They are but beggars that can count their worth. But my true love has grown to such excess, I cannot sum up some of half my wealth.
18: Come, come with me, and we will make short work. For by your leaves you shall not stay alone until Holy Church Incorporate two and in one.
1: Act three.
5: I pray thee, good Mercutio, let's retire. The day is hot; the Capulets abroad, and if we meet, we shall not escape a brawl. For now, these hot days is the mad blood stirring.
3: Thou art like one of those fellows that when he enters the confines of a tavern, claps me his sword on the table and says, "Good, send me no need of thee, and by the operation of the second cup, draws it on the drawer, when indeed there is no need.
5: (laughs) Am I like such a fellow?
3: Come, come. Thou art as hot a jack in thy mood as any in Italy, and as soon moved to be moody, and as soon moody to be moved. And what to? Uh, nay, and there were two such? We should have none shortly, for one would kill the other.
1: <laughs> thou.
3: Why, thou would quarrel with a man that hath a hair more, or hair less, in his beard than thou hast. Thou wilt quarrel with a man for cracking nuts, having no other reason than because thou hast hazel eyes. What eye but such an eye would spy out such a quarrel? Thy head is as full of quarrels as an egg is full of meat, and yet thy head hath been beaten as addle as an egg for quarreling. Thou hast quarreled with a man for coughing in the street, because he hath wakened thy dog that hath lain asleep in the sun. Didst thou not fall out with a tailor for wearing his new doublet before Easter, with another for tying his new shoes with old riband? And yet thou wilt tutor me from quarreling.
5: And I was so apt to quarrel as thou art. Any man should buy the fee simple of my life for an hour and a quarter.
3: The fee simple? Oh, simple.
5: By my head, here come
9: the cabulets.
3: Oh, by my heel, I care not.
9: Follow me close, for I will speak to them. All right. Gentlefolk, good den. A word with one of you?
3: And but one word with one of us? Mm, couple it with something. Make it a word and a uh, blow.
9: You shall find me apt enough to that, lady, as you will give me occasion.
3: Huh. Could you not take some occasion without giving?
9: Mercutio, thou consorts with Romeo. Consort?
3: What? Dost thou make us minstrels? And thou make minstrels of us look to hear nothing but discords. Here's my fiddlestick. Here's that shall make you dance. (laughs) Sounds Consort
5: (laughs) We talk here in the public haunt of men. Either withdraw unto some private place, and reason coldly of your grievances or else depart. Here, all eyes gaze upon us.
3: (laughs) Oh, well. Men's eyes were made to look. And let them gaze. I will not budge for no man's pleasure, I.
9: Well, peace be with you, lady. Here comes my man.
3: And I'll be hanged, sir, if he wear your livery. Mary, go before to field. He'll be your follower. Your worship in that sense may call him man...
9: Romeo, the hate I bear thee can afford no better term than this. Thou art a villain. Tybalt, the reason that I have to love thee
0: doth much excuse the appertaining rage to such a greeting. Villain
9: am I none. Therefore, farewell. I see thou knowest me not. Boy, this shall not excuse the injuries thou hast done me. Therefore, turn and draw. No. It's time we put away such childish things.
0: I do protest. I never injured thee, but love thee better than thou canst devise until thou shalt know the reason of my love. And so, good Capulet, which name I tender as dearly as my own, be satisfied.
3: Oh, God dishonorable, vile submission. A la Sokata carries it away. <laughs> Tybalt, you rat catcher, will you walk?
9: What wouldst thou have with me?
3: Good king of cats, nothing but one of your nine lives that I mean to make bold with all. And as you shall use me hereafter, dry beat the rest of the eight. Did you pluck your gun out of his holster by the ears? <laughs> Make haste, lest mine be about your ears ere it be out.
0: I am for you. Gentle Mercutio, put thy armament up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Come, sir. Your move.
0: <laughs> Draw Benvolio. Beat down their weapons! Gentle folk, for shame! Forbear this outrage! Tibble- Mercutio, the prince expressly hath forbidden bandying in Verona's streets! Hold, Dibbled. Go to Mercutio.
9: No. Oh
3: oh. 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 I, 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 I am hurt. Come. A plague on both your houses. Oh, I am sped is he gone and hath nothing
5: what are thou hurt
3: no I, I, it's, it's a scratch a scratch Mary tis enough where's my page go go villain fetch me
0: fetch a surgeon courage man the hurt cannot be much
3: no Tis not so deep as a well nor as wide as a church door this is enough <sighs> <It> will serve. <laughs> Ask for me tomorrow and you shall find a grave. Oh, grave man. I am peppered. I warrant for this world. <sighs> a plague on both your houses. Sounds Ah. Uh- dog a rat a mouse a cat to scratch a man to death a braggart a rogue villain that fights by the book of arithmetic why the devil did you come between us I was hurt under your arm I
0: I thought all for the best
3: (laughs) help me into this house Benvolio or I shall faint a plague of both your houses they have made worms meat of me I have it and sadly too
0: this gentlewoman the prince's near ally my very friend hath got her mortal hurt in my behalf my reputation stained with Tybalt's slander Tybalt that an hour hath been my kinsman. O sweet Juliet, thy beauty hath made me effeminate, and in my temper softened valor's steel.
5: O Romeo, Romeo, brave Mercutio's dead. That gallant spirit hath aspired the clouds, which too untimely here. Tits scorn
0: the earth. This day's black fate on more days doth depend. This but begins the woe. Others
5: must end. (laughs) Here comes the furious tippled. Back again.
0: Alive in triumph. And Mercutio slain. Away to heaven, respective lenity. And Fire-Eyed Fury be my conduct now. Now, Tybalt! Take the villain back again that late thou gavest me. For Mercutio's soul is but a little way above our heads, staying for thine to keep her company. Either thou or I or both
9: must go with her. Thou, wretched boy that didst consort her here, shalt with her hence. This shall determine that. (laughs) Uh, Ugh!
5: <sighs> Romeo, away, be gone. The citizens are up in Tybalt slain. Stand not amazed, the prince will doom thee death if thou art taken. Hence, be gone. Away! Oh, I am fortune's fool. Why dost thou stay?
7: Which way ran he that killed Mercutio? Tybalt, that murderer. Which way ran he?
5: There
14: lies that Tybalt
7: up, sir. Go with me. I charge thee in the
16: prince's name. Obey.
14: Where are the vile beginners of this fray?
5: O noble prince, I can discover all the unlucky manage of this fatal brawl. There lies the man slain by young Romeo that slew thy kinsman, brave Mercutio.
11: Tybalt, my cousin, my brother's child, O Prince, O oh cousin, husband. Oh, the blood is spilt, oh my dear kinsman. Prince, as thou art true, for blood of ours shed blood of Montague. Oh, cousin, cousin.
14: Benvolio, who began this bloody fray? Tybalt, he has slain, whom Romeo's hand did slay.
5: Romeo, that spoke him fair, bade him bethink how nice the quarrel was, and urged withal your high displeasure. All this uttered, with gentle breath, calm look, knees humbly bowed, could not take truce with the unruly spleen of Tybalt's deaf to peace, but that he tilts with piercing lead at bold Mercutio's breast. Who all his heart turns steadily point to point, and with a martial scorn, with one hand beats cold death aside, and with the other sends it back to Tybalt, whose dexterity retorts it. Romeo, he cries aloud, hold friends, friends part, and swifter than his tongue, his agile arm beats down the fatal points, and twixt them rushes underneath whose arm an envious wound from Tybalt hits the life of stout Mercutio. And then Tybalt fled. But by and by comes back to Romeo, who had but newly entertained revenge, and two to they go like lightning for air I could draw to part them, was stout Tybalt slain. And as he fell, did Romeo turn and fly, This is the truth, or let Benvolio die.
11: He is a kinsman to a Montague. Affection makes him false. He speaks not true. Some twenty of them fought in this black strife, and all those twenty could but kill one life. I beg for justice, which thou, Prince, must give. Romeo slew Tybalt. Romeo must not live.
14: Romeo slew him. He slew Mercutio, who now the prince of his dear blood doth owe.
12: Not Romeo, prince. He was Mercutio's friend. His fault concludes for what the law should end, the life of
14: Tybalt. And for that offense immediately we do exile him hence. I have an interest in your hate's proceeding. My blood for your rude brawls doth lie a-bleeding but I'll a with so strong a fine that you shall all repent the loss of mine. I will be deaf to pleading and excuses, nor tears nor prayers shall purchase out abuses, therefore use none. Let Romeo hence in haste, else when he's found that hour is his last. Bear hence this body, and attend our will.
17: So fold my heart up small,
4: or break it into pieces. Find somewhere
1: and keep it there. Take.
6: Gallop apace, you fiery-footed steeds, towards Phoebus' lodging. Such a wagoner as Phaeton would whip you to the west and bring in cloudy night immediately. Spread thy close curtain, love-performing night, that runaways' eyes may wink and Romeo leap to these arms, untalked of and unseen. Lovers can see to do their amorous rites by their own beauties, or if love be blind, it best agrees with night. Come, civil knight, thou sober-suited matron, all in black, and learn me how to lose a winning match played for a pair of stainless maidenhoods, hood my unmanned blood, baiting in my cheeks with thy black mantle, till strange love grown bold, thy true love acted simple modesty. <sighs> come, knight, come, Romeo, come, thou day and night. For thou wilt lie upon the wings of a knight, whiter than new snow on a raven's back. Come, gentle knight, come, loving black-brown knight, give me my Romeo, and when he shall die take him and cut him out in little stars, and he will make the face of heaven so fine that all the world would be in love with night and pay no worship to the garish sun. Oh. I have bought the mansion of a love, but not possessed it, and though I am sold, not yet enjoyed. So tedious is this day, as is the night before some festival to an impatient child that hath new robes, and may not wear them. (laughs) Oh, here comes my nurse, and she brings news. And every tongue that speaks but Romeo's name speaks heavenly eloquence. Now, nurse, what news? What hast thou there? The cords that Romeo bid thee fetch? Aye aye, the cords. Ay me, what news? Why dost thou wring thy hands? Ah, oh, well a day! He's dead! He's dead! He's dead! We
16: are undone, lady! We are undone! Alack the day! He's gone! He's killed! He's dead! Can heaven be so envious? Romeo can, though heaven cannot! Oh, Romeo, Romeo! Who ever would have thought it?
6: Romeo! (laughs) What devil art thou that does torment me thus? This torture should be roared in dismal hell. Hath Romeo slain himself? Say thou but I, and that bare-vowel I shall poison more than the death-darting eye of cockatrice. I am not I, if there be such an I, or those eyes shut that make the answer I. If he be slain, say I, or if not, no, brief sounds determine of my weal or woe. I saw the wound. I saw it with mine eyes.
16: God save the monk. Here, on his manly breast, a piteous course, a bloody piteous course, pale, pale as ashes, all bedaubed in blood, all
6: in gore-blood, I swooned it at the sight. Break my heart, poor bankrupt break at once, to prison eyes, ne'er to look on liberty, File Earth to earth resign, end motion here, and thou and Romeo press one heavy bier.
16: Oh, oh, Tybalt, Tybalt, the best friend I had. Oh, courteous Tybalt, honest
6: gentleman, that ever I should live to see thee dead. What storm is this that blows so contrary? Is Romeo slaughtered and is Tybalt dead? My dear loved cousin and my dearer lord? (sighs) Then dreadful trumpet sound thy general doom! For who is living if those two are gone? Tybalt is gone, and Romeo banished! Romeo that killed him, he is banished! Oh God, did Romeo's hand shed Tybalt's blood? It did! It did! Alas, the day it did! Oh, serpent heart! <laughs> and with a flowering face! Did ever dragon keep so fair a cave? Beautiful tyrant! Fiend! Angelical! Tough-feathered raven! Wolfish-ravening lamb! Despised substance of divinest snow! Just opposite to what thou justly seem'st! A damned saint! An honorable villain! nature? What hast thou to do in hell, when thou didst devour the spirit of a fiend in moral paradise of such sweet flesh? Was ever book containing such vile matter so fairly bound? Oh, that deceit should dwell in such a gorgeous palace. There's no trust, no faith, no honesty in men.
16: All perjured, all forsworn, all not, all (laughs) dissemblers. Where's my man? Give me some aqua vitae.
6: These griefs, these woes, these sorrows make me old. Shame come to Romeo. Blistered be thy tongue for such a wish. He was not born to shame. Upon his brow shame is a shame to sit, for tis a throne where honor may be crowned so monarch of the universal earth. Oh, what a beast was I to chide at him. Will you speak well of him that killed your cousin? Shall I speak ill of him that is my husband? Ah, oh, poor my lord! What tongue shall smooth thy name, when I, thy three hours wife, have mangled it? But wherefore, villain, didst thou kill my cousin? That villain cousin would have killed my husband. <laughs> pack foolish tears, pack to your native spring your Tributary drops belong to woe, which you, mistaking, offer up to joy. My husband lives, that Tybalt would have slain, and Tybalt's dead, that would have slain my husband. All this is comfort, wherefore weep I then. Some word there was, worser than Tybalt's death that murdered me. I would forget it fain, but oh, it presses to my memory like damned guilty deeds to sinners' minds, Tybalt is dead, and Romeo banished. That banished, that one word, banished, has slain ten thousand Tybalt's. Tybalt's death was woe enough, if it had ended there, or if sour woe delights in fellowship and needly will be ranked with other griefs, why followed not when she said Tybalt's dead? Thy father or thy mother, nay, or both, which modern lamentations might have moved. But, with a rear ward following Tybalt's death, Romeo is banished. To speak that word is Father, Mother, Tybalt. Romeo, Juliet, all slain, all dead. Romeo is banished. There is no end, no limit, measure bound in that word's death no words can that woe sound. Where's my father, and my mother nurse? Weeping and wailing over Tybalt's course. Will you go to them? I will bring you thither. Wash they his wounds with tears. Mine shall be spent when theirs are dry for Romeo's banishment. Take up those cords. Poor ropes, you are beguiled, both you and I, for Romeo is exiled. He made you for a highway to my bed, but I, a maid, die maiden widowed. Come courts, come, nurse. I'll to my wedding bed. And death, not Romeo, take my maiden head.
16: High to your chamber.
6: I'll find
16: Romeo to comfort you. I wot well where he is. Hark ye, your Romeo will be here at night. I'll to him. He is hid in Laurence's cell.
6: I'll find him? Give this ring to my true knight, and bid him come to take his last farewell.
19: Romeo,
18: come forth. Come forth, thou fearful man. Affliction is enamored of thy parts, and thou art wedded to calamity. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Father, what news? What is the prince's doom? What sorrow craves acquaintance at my hand that I yet know not?
18: Too familiar is my dear son with such sour company. I bring thee tidings of the prince's doom. What less than doomsday is the prince's doom? A gentler judgment vanished from his lips. Not body's death, but body's banishment. Huh? <gasps> huh?
15: Banishment? Be merciful,
0: say death. For exile hath more terror in his look, much more than death. Do not say banishment.
18: Hence from Verona art thou banished. Be patient, for the world is broad and wide.
0: There is no world without Verona walls, but, but purgatory torture, hell itself. Hence, banished is banished from the world, and world's exile is death. Then banished is death mistermed. Calling death banishment, uh, thou cuttest my head off with a golden axe and smiles upon a stroke that murders me.
18: How deadly sin, a rude unthankfulness. (sighs) Thy fault our law calls death. But the kind prince, taking thy part, hath rushed aside the law and turned that black word death to banishment. This is dear mercy, and thou seest it not. Tis torture, and not mercy. Heaven is
0: here where Juliet lives, and, and every cat and dog and little mouse, every unworthy thing live here in heaven and may look on her, but Romeo may not. More validity, more honorable state, more courtship lives in carrion flies than Romeo. They may seize on the white wonder of dear Juliet's hand and steal immortal blessing from her lips, who even in pure and festal modesty still blush as thinking their own kisses sin, but Romeo may not. He is banished. Flies may do this, but I from this must fly. They are free men, but I am banished. And sayst thou yet that exile is not death? Hast thou no poison mixed, no sharp-ground knife, no sudden mean of death? though ne'er so mean, but banished to kill me? Banished! Oh, prior, the damned use that word, in hell howlings attended. How hast thou the heart, being a divine, a ghostly confessor, a sin-absolver, and my friend professed to
15: mangle me with that word banished?
18: Thou fond madman, hear me but speak a word. Oh, that will speak again of banishment. I'll give thee armor to keep off that work. Adversity's sweet milk, philosophy, to comfort thee, though thou art banished.
0: Yet banished, hang up philosophy. Unless philosophy can make a Juliet, displant a town, reverse a prince's doom, it helps not. It, it prevails not. No more.
18: Oh, then I see that madmen have no ears.
0: How should they, and that wise men have no eyes?
18: Let me dispute with thee of thy estate.
0: Thou canst not speak of that thou dost not feel. Wert thou as young as I, duly at thy love, an hour but married, tybalt, murdered, doting like me, and like me banished,
15: then mightst thou speak, then mightst thou tear thy hair and fall upon the ground as I do now taking the measure of an unmade grave.
18: Rise, one knocks. Good Romeo, hide thyself.
0: Not I, unless the breath of heartsick groans mist-like
18: enfold me from the search of eyes. Hark, how they knock. Who's there? Romeo, arise, thou wilt be taken. Stay a while, stand up. <laughs> Run to my study, by and by. God's will, what simpleness is this? I come, I come. Who knocks so hard? Whence come you? What's your will?
16: Let me come in and you shall know my errand. I come from Lady Juliet. Oh, welcome then. Oh, holy friar. Oh, tell me, holy friar. Where is my lady's lord? Where's Romeo?
18: There, on the ground, with his own tears made drunk.
16: Oh, he is even in my mistress's case. Just in her case. Oh, woeful sympathy piteous predicament. <laughs> Even so lies she, blobbering and weeping, weeping and blubbering. Stand up, stand up! Stand and you be a man. For Juliet's sake, for her sake, rise and stand. Why should you fall into so deep an O? Ah, uh, sir, ah, uh, sir, well, that's the end of all.
0: Spagest thou of Juliet? How is it with her? Doth she not think me an old murderer, now I have stained the childhood of our joy with blood removed but little from her own? Where is she, and how, how doth she, and, and what says my concealed lady to
16: our canceled love? Oh, she says nothing, sir, but weeps and weeps, and now falls on her bed, and then starts up, and Tybalt calls, and then on romeo cries, and then down falls again. <laughs>
0: As if that name shot from the deadly level of a gun did murder her, as that name's cursed hand murdered her kinsman. Oh Tell me, Friar, tell me, in what vile part of this anatomy doth my name lodge? Tell me that I may
15: sack the hateful mansion!
18: Hold thy desperate hand. <laughs> Art thou a man? thy form cries out thou art, thy tears are womanish, thy wild acts denote the unreasonable fury of a beast, unseemly woman in a seeming man, or ill-beseeming beast in seeming both. (laughs) Thou hast amazed me. By my holy order I thought thy disposition better tempered. Hast thou slain Tybalt? Wilt thou slay thyself, and stay thy lady too that lives in thee by doing damned hate upon thyself? Why railest thou on thy birth the heaven and earth? Since birth and heaven and earth, all three do meet in thee at once, which thou at once wouldst lose. I, Fie! Thou shamest thy shape, thy love, thy wit, which, like a usurer, aboundest in all, and usest none in that true use and deed, which should deck thy shape, thy love, thy wit thy noble shape is but a form of flax, digressing from the valor of a man, thy dear love sworn but hollow perjury, killing that love which thou hast vowed to cherish. Thy wit, that ornament to shape and love, misshapen in the conduct of them both, like powder in a skitless soldier's flask, is set afire by thine own ignorance, and thou dismembered with thine own defense. What? Rouse thee, man! Juliet is alive for whose dear sake thou wast but lately dead. There art thou happy. Tybalt would kill thee, but thou, slewest Tybalt, there art thou happy too. The law that threatened death becomes thy friend and turns it to exile. There art thou happy. A pack of blessings lights upon thy back. Happiness courts thee in her best array, but like a misbehaved and sullen wench Thou poutest upon thy fortune and thy love. Take heed, take heed for such thy miserable. Go, get thee to thy love, as was decreed. Ascend her chamber hence and comfort her. But look thou, stay not till the watch be set, for then thou canst not pass to Mantua, where thou shalt live, till we can find a time to blaze your marriage, reconcile your friends, beg pardon of the prince and call thee back with twenty-hundred-thousand times more joy than thou wentest forth in lamentation. Go, be foreigners, commend me to thy lady, and bid her hasten all the house to bed, which heavy sorrow makes them apt unto. Romeo is coming.
16: Oh, Lord, I could have stayed here all the night to hear good counsel! Oh, what learning is! My Lord, I'll tell my lady you will come.
17: Do so
0: and bid my sweet prepare to chide.
16: Here, sir, a ring she bid me give you. Hi you, make haste, for it grows very late.
18: (laughs) How well my comfort is revived by this. Go hence. Good night. And here stands all your state. Either be gone before the watch be set, or by the break of day, disguised from hence. Sojourn in Mantua. I'll find out your man, and he shall signify from time to time every good hap to you that chances here. Give me thy hand. It is late. Farewell. Good night. But that a
0: joy past joy calls out on me, it were a grief so brief to part with thee.
17: Farewell.
10: Things have fallen out, sir, so unluckily that we've had no time to move our daughter. Look, you, she loved her kinsman, Tybalt, dearly, and so did I. <laughs> we were born to die. <laughs> it's very late. It will not come down tonight, I promise you. But for your company, I would have been abed an hour ago.
4: These times of woe afford no time to woo. Madam, good night. Commend me to your daughter.
11: I will, and know her mind early tomorrow. Tonight, she is mewed up to her heaviness.
10: Sir Paris, I will make a desperate tender of my child's love. I think she will be ruled in all respects by me, nay, more, I doubt it not. Wife, go you to her ere you go to bed. Acquaint her here of my son Paris's love, and bid her mark you me on Wednesday next. But, soft! What day is this? Monday, my lord. Monday? Ha! <laughs> well, Wednesday is too soon. Oh, Thursday, let it be. On Thursday, tell her she shall be married to this noble earl. Will you be ready? Do you like this haste? We'll keep it no great ado, a friend or two. For, hark you, Tybalt being slain so late, it may be thought we held him carelessly, being our kinsman, if we revel much. Therefore, we'll have some half a dozen friends, and there an end. But what say you to Thursday? (sighs) My lord, I would that Thursday were tomorrow. Well, get you gone. A Thursday be it, then. Go you to Juliet, ere you go to bed. Prepare her wife against this wedding day. Farewell, my lord. My lord. Light to my chamber, ho, afore me. It is so very, very late that we may call it early by-and-by. Good night.
6: Will that be gone? It is not yet near day. It was the nightingale, not the lark, that pierced the fearful hollow of thine ear. Nightly she sings on yon pomegranate tree. Believe me, love, it was the nightingale.
0: It was the lark, the herald of the morn, no nightingale. Look, love, what envious streaks do lace the severing clouds in yonder east. Night's candles are burnt out, and Day stands tiptoe on the misty mountaintops. I must be gone and live, or stay and die.
6: Yon light is not daylight. I know it, I. It is some meteor that the sun exhales to be thee this night a torchbearer, and light thee on thy way to Mantua. Therefore, stay yet. Thou need'st not to be gone.
0: Let me be taken, let me be put to death. I am content, so thou wilt have it so. I'll say yon gray is not the morning's eye, tis but the pale reflex of Cynthia's brow. Nor that is not the lark whose notes do beat the vaulty heaven so high above our heads. I have more care to stay than will to go. Come, death, and welcome. Juliet wills it so. How is it, my soul? Let's talk, It is not day.
6: <laughs> it is, it is. I hence be gone away. It is the lark that sings so out of tune, straining harsh discords and unpleasing sharps. Some say the lark makes sweet division. This doth not so, for she divideth us. Some say the lark and Lodeth toad change eyes. Oh, now I would they had changed voices too. Since arm from arm that voice doth us affray, hunting thee with hunts up to the day. Oh, now be gone. More light and light it grows.
0: More light and light. More dark and dark our woes.
6: Madam! Nurse! Your lady mother is coming to your chamber. The day is broke. Be wary, look about. Then, window, let day in and let life out.
0: Farewell, farewell. One kiss, and I'll descend.
6: Art thou gone so? Love, Lord, I husband, friend! I must hear from thee every day in the hour, for in a minute there are many days. Oh, by this count I shall be much in years, ere I again behold my Romeo.
0: Farewell! I will omit no opportunity that may convey my greetings, love, to thee.
6: Thinkest thou we shall ever meet again?
0: I, I doubt it not. And all these woes shall serve for sweet discourses in our time to come.
6: O oh God, I have an ill-defining soul. Methinks I see thee. Now thou art below, as one dead in the bottom of a tomb. Either my eyesight fails, or thou lookest pale.
0: And trust me, love, in my eye so do you. A dry sorrow drinks our blood. Adieu, adieu.
6: Oh fortune, fortune! All men call thee fickle. If thou art fickle, what dost thou with him that is renowned for faith? Be fickle, fortune. For then I hope that wilt keep him long, but send him back.
11: Ooh, daughter! Are you up?
6: Who is that calls? Is it my lady mother? Is she not down so late or up so early? What unaccustomed cause procures her hither?
11: Why, how now, Juliet?
6: Madam, I am not well.
11: Evermore weeping for your cousin's death. What? Wilt thou wash him from his grave with tears? And if thou couldst, thou couldst not make him live. Therefore, have done. Some grief shows much of love, but much of grief shows still some want of wit.
6: Yet let me weep for such a feeling loss. So shall you feel the loss, but not the friend which you weep for. Feeling so the loss cannot choose but ever weep the friend.
11: Well, girl,
6: thou weepest not so much for
11: his death as that the villain lives which slaughtered him. What villain, madam?
6: That same villain, Romeo. Villain, and he may be many miles asunder. God pardon him, I do with all my heart, and yet no man like he doth grieve my heart.
11: That is because the traitor-murderer lives.
6: (laughs) I, madam, from the reach of these my hands, would none but I might venge my cousin's death. We will have vengeance for it, fear thou not.
11: Then weep no more. I'll send one to Mandua, where that same banished runagate doth live, shall give him such an unaccustomed dram, that he shall soon keep Tybalt company. And then I hope thou wilt be satisfied.
6: Indeed, I shall never be satisfied with Romeo till I behold him dead. (laughs) (laughs) Is my poor heart for a kinsman vexed? Madam, if you could find out but a man to bear a poison, I would temper it that Romeo should, upon receipt thereof, soon sleep in quiet. Oh, how my heart abhors to hear him name, and cannot come to him, to wreak the love I bore my cousin upon his body that slaughtered him. Find thou the means, and I'll find such a man. But now I'll tell thee joyful tidings, girl. And joy comes well in such a needy time. What are they, I beseech you, your ladyship? Well, well, thou hast a careful father,
11: child, one who to put thee from thy heaviness hath sorted out a sudden day of joy that thou expectest not, nor I'd looked not for. Madam, in happy time what day is that? Mary, my child, early next Thursday morn, the gallant young and noble gentleman, the county Paris, at St. Peter's church, shall happily make thee there a joyful bride.
6: Now, by St. Peter's church and Peter too, he shall not make me there a joyful bride. I wonder at this haste, that I must wed ere he that should be husband comes to woo. I pray you, tell my lord and father, madam, I will not marry yet. And when I do, I swear it shall be Romeo, whom you know I hate rather than Paris. These are news indeed. Here comes your father. Tell him so yourself,
11: and see how he will take it at your hands.
10: When the sun sets, the air doth drizzle dew. But for the sunset of my brother's son, it rains downright. How now, a conduit girl? What, still in tears, evermore showering? In one little body thou counterfeits a bark, a sea, a wind, for still thy eyes, which I may call the sea, so ebb and flow with tears. The bark thy body is, sailing in this salt flood, the winds thy sighs, who raging with thy tears, and they with them, without a sudden calm, will overset thy tempest-tossed body. How now, wife, have you delivered to her our decree?
11: Nay, sir, but she will none. She gives you thanks, I would the fool were married to her grave.
10: Soft, take me with you, take me with you, wife, how will she none? Doth she not give us thanks? Is she not proud? Doth she not count her blessed, unworthy as she is, that we have wrought so worthy a gentleman to be her bridegroom?
6: Not proud you have, but thankful that you have. Proud can I never be of what I hate, but thankful even for hate. That has meant love.
10: How now? How now? Chop logic. What is this? Proud, and I thank you, and I thank you not, and yet not proud. Mistress Minion, you, thank me no thankings, nor proud me no prouds, but fettle your fine joints against Thursday next to go with Paris to St. Peter's Church, or I will drag thee on a hurdle thither. Out, you green sickness carrion, out, you baggage, you tallow face.
6: Fie, fie, what? What? Are you mad? Good father, I beseech you on my knees, hear me with patience, but to speak a word.
10: Hang thee, young baggage, disobedient wretch. I tell thee what, get thee to church a Thursday, or never after look me in the face. Speak not, reply not, do not answer me, my fingers itch. Wife, we scarce thought us blessed that God had lent us but this only child, but now I see this one is one too much, and that we have a curse in having her. Out on her, Hilding.
16: God in heaven, bless her. You are to blame, my lord, to rate her so.
10: And why, my lady wisdom, hold your tongue, good prudence. Smatter with your gossips, go.
16: I speak no treason.
10: O oh, God, ye Godin. Oh,
16: may not one speak?
10: Peace, you mumbling fool. Utter your gravity or a gossip's bowl. For here we need it not. You are too hot. God's bread, it makes me mad. Day, night, hour, tide, time, work, play, alone, in company. Still, my care hath been to have her matched. And having now provided a gentleman of noble parentage, of fair domains, youthful and nobly trained, stuffed, as they say, with honorable parts, proportioned as one's thought would wish a man, And then, to have a wretched, puling fool, a whining mammoth in her fortune's tender, to answer, I'll not wed, I cannot love, I am too young, I pray you pardon me. But as you will not wed, I'll pardon you. Graze where you will. You shall not house with me. Look to it, think on it. I do not use to jest. Thursday is near, lay hand on heart, advise. And you be mine, I'll give you to my friend. And you be not, hang Beg, starve, die in the streets, for by my soul I'll ne'er acknowledge thee, nor what is mine shall never do thee good. Trust to it, bethink you, I'll not be forsworn.
6: Is there no pity, sitting in the clouds, that sees into the bottom of my grief? Oh sweet, my mother, cast me not away! Delay this marriage for a month, a week, or if you do not, make the bridal bed in that dim monument where Tybalt lies! Talk not to me, for I'll not speak a word.
11: Do as thou wilt, for I have done with thee.
6: Oh, God! Oh, nurse, how shall this be prevented? My husband is on earth, my faith in heaven. How shall that faith return again to earth unless that husband sendeth me from heaven by leaving earth? Comfort me. Counsel me. Alack. Alack that heaven should practice stratagems upon so soft a subject as myself. What sayest thou? Hast thou not a word of joy? Some comfort, nurse. Faith, here it is.
16: "'Romeo is banished, and all the world to nothing "'that he dares ne'er come back to challenge you, "'or, if he do, it needs must be by self. "'Then, since the case so stands as now it doth, "'I think it best you married with the county. "'Oh, he's a lovely gentleman. "'Romeo's a dish clout to him. "'An eagle, madam, hath not so green, "'so quick, so fair an eye as Paris hath. Beshrew my very heart, I think you are happy in the second match, for it excels your first, or if it did not, your first is dead, or t'were as good he were as living here, and you no use of him.
6: Speakest thou from thy heart? And from my soul too,
16: or else bishrew them both.
6: Amen. Uh, What? Well, thou hast comforted me marvellous much. Go in, and tell my lady I am gone having displeased my father to Lauren's self to make confession, and to be absolved.
16: Mary, I will.
6: And this is wisely done. Ancient damnation! O oh, most wicked fiend! Is it more sin to wish me thus forsworn, or to dispraise my lord with that same tongue which he hath praised him with above compared so many thousand times? Go, Counselor. Thou in my bosom henceforth shall be twain. I'll to the friar to know his remedy. If all else fail, myself have power to die.
1: Act 4.
18: On Thursday, sir, (laughs) the time is very short.
4: My father Capulet will have it so, and
18: I am nothing slow to slack his haste. (laughs) You say you do not know the lady's mind. Uneven is the course. I like it not.
4: Immoderately she weeps for Tybalt's death, and therefore have I little talked of love, for Venus smiles not in a house of tears. Now, sir, her father counts it dangerous that she doth give her sorrow so much sway, and in his wisdom hastes our marriage to stop the inundation of her tears, which, too much minded by herself alone, may be put from her by Society. Now, do you know the reason of this haste?
18: Mm -hmm. (sighs) Would I knew not why it should be slow? Look, sir, here comes the lady towards my cell.
4: Happily met my lady and my wife.
6: That may be, sir, when I may be a wife.
4: That may be, must be, love, on Thursday next.
6: <laughs> what must be, shall be?
4: Well, that's
18: a certain text.
4: <laughs> Come you to make confession to this father?
6: To answer that, I should confess to you.
4: Do not deny to him that you love me.
6: I will confess to you that I love him.
4: Uh, so will ye, I am sure. That you love me.
6: If I do so, it'll be of more price, being spoke behind your back than to your face.
4: Poor soul, thy face is much abused with tears.
6: The tears have got small victory by that, for it was bad enough before their spite.
4: Thou wrong'st it more than tears with that report.
6: That is no slander, sir, which is a truth. And what I spake, I spake it to my face.
4: Thy face is mine and thou hast slandered it.
6: It may be so, for it is not mine own. Are you at leisure, Holy Father, now, or shall I come up to you at evening Mass?
18: My leisure serves me, pensive daughter, now. My lord, we must entreat the time alone. God-shield I should disturb devotion. Juliet, on Thursday
4: early will I rouse ye. Till then, adieu, and keep this holy kiss.
6: Shut the door, and when thou hast done so, come weep with me. Past hope, past cure, past help.
18: Ah, Juliet, I already know thy grief. It strains me past the compass of my wits. I hear thou must, and nothing may prerogue it, on Thursday, next be married to this county.
6: Tell me not, Fire, that thou hearest of this, unless thou tell me how I may prevent it. If in thy wisdom thou canst give no help, do thou but call my resolution wise, and with this knife I'll help it presently. God joined my heart in Romeo's. Thou our hands, and ere this hand by thee to Romeo sealed shall be the label to another deed, or my true heart with treacherous revolt turn to another, this shall slay them both. Therefore, out of thy long-experienced time, give me some present counsel, or behold, twixt my extremes and me, this bloody knife shall play the umpire, arbitrating that which the commission of thy years and art could to no issue of true honor bring. Be not so long to speak. I long to die if what thou speakest speak not of remedy.
18: Old daughter, I do spy a kind of hope which craves as desperate an execution as is that desperate which we would prevent. If. Rather than to marry County Paris, thou hast the strength of will to slay thyself, and it is likely thou wilt undertake a thing like death to try to weigh this shame that copes with death himself to scape from it. And if thou darest, I'll give thee remedy.
6: Oh, bid me leap, rather than marry Paris from off the battlements of yonder tower, or walk in thievish ways, or bid me lurk where serpents are. Chain me with roaring bears, or shut me nightly in a charnel house, or covered quite with dead man's rattling bones, with reeky shanks and yellow chapless skulls, or bid me go into a new-made grave and hide me with a dead man in his shroud. Things that, to hear them told, have made me tremble, and I will do it without fear or doubt, to live an unstained wife to my sweet love.
18: Hold them. Go home, be merry, give consent to marry Paris. Wednesday is tomorrow. Tomorrow night, look that thou lie alone, let not thy nurse lie with thee in thy chamber. Take thou this vial, being then in bed, and this distilled liquor drink thou off. When presently through all thy veins shall run a cold and drowsy humour, for no pulse shall keep his native progress but surcease no warmth, no breath shall testify thou livest. The roses in thy lips and cheeks shall fade to paley ashes. Thy eyes' windows fall like death when he shuts up the day of life. Each part, deprived of supple government, shall stiff and dark and cold appear like death. And in this borrowed likeness of shrunk death, thou shalt continue two and forty hours, and then awake as from a pleasant sleep. Now, when the bridegroom in the morning comes to rouse thee from thy bed, there art thou, wait for it, dead. Huh? Huh? Then, as the manner of our country is, in thy best robes uncovered on the bier shalt thou be borne to that same ancient vault where all the kindred of the Capulets lie. In the meantime, against thou shalt awake, shall Romeo by my letters know our drift, and hither shall he come, and he and I will watch thy waking, and that very night shall Romeo bear thee hence to Mantua. And this shall free thee from this present shame. Da da If no inconstant toy nor womanish fear abate thy valor in the acting it.
6: Give me! Give me! Oh, tell not me of fear!
18: Hold! Hold! Get you gone! Be strong and prosperous in this resolve. I'll send a friar with speed to Mantua with my letters to thy lord.
6: Love give me strength, and strength shall help afford. Farewell, dear father. Whoa!
18: I need a doormat. (laughs)
10: So many guests invite us here are writ. I go hire me twenty cunning cooks.
3: You shall have none ill, sir, for I'll try if they can lick their fingers. <laughs>
10: <laughs> How canst thou try them so?
3: Mary Sir tis an ill cook that cannot lick his own fingers. Therefore, he that cannot lick his fingers goes not with me. <laughs>
10: go, be gone. We shall be much unfurnished for this time. What, is my daughter gone to Friar Lawrence? Aye, forsooth. Well, he may have chance to do some good on her. A peevish, self-willed harlotry it is.
16: Oh,
6: see where she comes from shrift with merry look.
10: How now, my headstrong, where have you been gadding?
6: Where I have learned me to repent the sin of disobedient opposition to you and your behests, and am enjoined by Holy Lawrence to fall prostrate here and beg your pardon. Pardon, I beseech you. Henceforward, I am ever ruled by you.
10: Send for the county. Go tell him of this. I'll have this not knit up tomorrow morning.
6: I met the youthful lord at Lauren's cell, and gave him what becomet love I might, not step over the bounds of modesty.
10: Why, I'm glad on it. This is well. Stand up. This is as it should be. Let me see the county. Hey, Mary, go. I say and fetch him hither. Now afore God, this holy reverend friar, our whole city is much bound to him.
6: Nurse, will you go with me into my closet to help me sort such needful ornaments as you think fit to furnish me tomorrow? No, not till Thursday.
11: There is time enough.
10: Go, nurse, go with her. We'll to church tomorrow.
11: Hmm, We shall be short in our provision. Tis now near night.
10: Tush! I will stir about, and all things shall be well, I warrant thee, wife. Go thou to Juliet. Help to deck up her. I'll not to bed tonight. Let me alone. I'll play the housewife for this once. What ho, they are all forth. Well, I will walk myself to County Paris to prepare him up against tomorrow. My heart is wondrous light, since this same wayward girl is so reclaimed.
6: Those attires are best, but, gentle nurse, I pray thee, leave me to myself tonight, for I have need of many orisons to move the heavens to smile upon my state, which, while thou know'st, is cross and full of sin. What are you busy? Oh, need you my help? No, madam, we have called such necessaries as are behopeful for our state tomorrow, so please you... Let me now be left alone, and let the nurse this night sit up with you, for I am sure you have your hands full all in this so sudden business. Good night. Get thee to bed and rest,
11: for thou hast need.
6: Farewell! God knows when we shall meet again. I have a faint cold fear thrills through my veins that almost freezes up the heat of life. I'll call them back again to comfort me. Nurse! What should she do here? My dismal scene I needs must act alone. Come, Vile, what if this mixture do not work at all? Shall he be married then tomorrow morning? No, no, this shall forbid it. Lie thou there. What if it be a poison, which the friar subtly hath ministered to have me dead, lest in this marriage he should be dishonored because he had married me before to Romeo? fear it is, and yet, methinks it should not, for he has still been tried a holy man. How if, when I am laid into the tomb, I wake before the time that Romeo come to redeem me? There's a fearful point. Shall I not then be stifled in the vault, to whose foul mouth no healthsome air breathes in, and there die-strangled ere my Romeo comes? Or if I live, it is not very like, the horrible conceit of death and night, together with the terror of the place? As in a vault, an ancient receptacle where for these many hundred years, the bones of all my buried ancestors are packed, where bloody Tybalt, yet but green in earth, lies festering in a shroud, where, as they say, at some hours in the night, spirits resort. Halak, Halak, is it not like that I, so early waking, what with loathsome smells and shrieks like mandrakes torn out of the earth that living mortals hearing them run mad? Oh, if I wake... Shall I not be distraught, environed with all these hideous fears, and madly play with my forefathers' joints, (laughs) and pluck the mangled Tybalt from his shroud, and, in this rage with some great kinsman's bone, as with a club, dash out my desperate brains? Oh, look, methinks I see my cousin's ghost seeking out Romeo that did spit his body upon a rapier's point. Stay, (laughs) Tybalt. Stay, Romeo. I come. This do I drink to thee.
11: Hold. Take these keys and fetch more spices, nurse.
16: They call for dates and quinces in the pastry.
10: Come, stir, 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 the second cock hath crowed. The curfew bell hath rung, tis three o'clock. Look to the baked meats, good Angelica. Spare not for the cost.
16: Go, you cot queen, go get you to bed. Faith, you'll be sick tomorrow for this night's watching.
10: No, not a whit. What, I have watched air now all night for lesser cause and ne'er been sick.
16: Ah, uh, you have been a mouse hunt
11: in your time but I will watch you from such watching now.
10: A jealous hood, a jealous hood. Now, fellow, what's there?
15: Things for the cook, sir. But I know
3: not what.
10: Make haste, make haste. Sir, i fetch dryer logs. Call Peter, he will show thee where they are.
3: I have a head, sir, that will find out logs and never trouble Peter for the matter.
10: <laughs> Mass and well said. A merry horse son, ha! Thou shall be loggerhead. Shalt be. <laughs> Good faith, tis day. The county will be here with music straight, for so he said he would. I hear him near. Nurse, wife, what ho, what nurse I say? Go awaken Juliet, go and trim her up. I'll go and chat with Paris. Hi, make haste, make haste. The bridegroom, he has come already. Make haste, I say.
16: Mistress, what mistress? Juliet. Fast, I warned her. She. Why, lamb? Why, lady? Fie, you slugabed. Why, love, I say. Madam. Sweetheart! Why, bride! What, not a word? You take your pennyworths now. Sleep for a week, for the next night, I warrant. The county paris hath set up his rest that you shall rest but little. <laughs> 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 oh, God, forgive me. Burying a man, how sound is she asleep? I must needs wake her madam 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 i let the county take you in your bed he'll fright you up if faith will it not be what dressed and in your clothes and down again i must needs wake you lady 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 alas alas help help my lady's dead the day that ever I was born. Some vitae ho! Oh, my lord!
1: My lady!
16: What noise is here?
1: Oh, oh! Lamentable day! Oh! What is the matter? Oh! <laughs> L- look! Look! Oh, heavy day! Oh me. oh, me, my child!
11: Oh, oh my only life! Revive! Look up, or I will die with thee! Oh,
10: help! Oh, help. Oh, oh, help! For shame, bring Juliet forth! Her lord has come!
1: Oh, oh. She's dead! Deceased! She's dead!
16: Oh, lack the day! Oh, lack the day! She's
11: dead! She's dead! She's dead!
10: Ha! Let me see her! Ow, oh. Alas, alas! She, she's cold. Her blood is settled, and her joints are stiff. Life and these lips have long been separated. Death lies on her like an untimely frost upon the sweetest flower of all the field.
16: Oh lamentable day Oh Oh, full time
10: (laughs) Death that had taken her heads to make me wail Ties up my tongue and
18: will not let me speak (laughs) Come is the bride ready to go to church Ready to go but never to return
10: O son, night before thy wedding day hath death lain with thy wife. There she lies, flower as she was, deflowered by him. Death is my son-in-law, death is my heir, my daughter he hath wedded. I will die and leave him all, life living, all is deaths.
4: Have I thought long to see this morning's face, and doth it give me such a sight as this?
11: A cursed, unhappy, wretched, hateful day! Most miserable hour that airtime saw so the lasting labor of this pilgrimage. Little one, poor, one, one poor and loving child. But one thing to rejoice in solace and, and cruel death had
16: catched it from my sight. Oh, woe! Oh, woeful, woeful, woeful day! Most lamentable day! Most Woeful day that ever, ever I did yet behold. Oh, day, oh, day, oh, day, oh, hateful day! Never was seen so black a day as this. Oh, woeful day, oh, woeful day.
4: Beguiled, divorced, wronged, spited, slain, most detestable death, by thee beguiled, by cruel, cruel, thee quite overthrown. O love, O life, (laughs) not life, but love
10: in death, despised, distressed, hated, martyred, killed, uncomfortable time, why camest thou now to murder, murder our solemnity? O child, O child, my soul, and not my child, dead art thou, alack, my child is dead, and with my child my joys are buried.
18: Peace, who, for shame? Confusion's cure lives not in these confusions. Heaven and yourself had part in this fair maid. Now heaven hath all, and all the better is it for the maid. Your part in her you could not keep from death, but heaven keeps his part in eternal life. The most you sought was her promotion, for twas your heaven she should be advanced. And weep ye now, seeing she's advanced above the clouds as high as heaven itself Oh, in this love, you love your child so ill that you run mad seeing that she is well. She's not well-married that lives married long, but she's best married that dies married young. Dry up your tears and stick your rosemary on this fair course. And as the custom is, in all her best array, bear her to church. For though fond nature bids us in lament, yet nature's tears are reason's merriment all things that we ordained festival turn from their office to black funeral.
10: Our instruments to melancholy bells. Our wedding cheer to a sad burial feast. Our solemn hymns to sullen dirges change. Our bridal flowers serve for a buried corpse. And all things change them to the contrary.
18: Sir, go you in. And madam, go with him. And go, Sir Paris. Everyone prepare to follow this fair course unto her grave. The heavens do lower upon you for some ill. Move them no more by crossing their high will.
4: Faith, we may put up our pipes and be gone,
16: honest good fellows. Ah, uh, put up, put up! For well you know this is a. Beautiful case.
4: I, by my troth, the case may be amended.
13: Musicians, oh, musicians, heart's ease, heart's ease, oh, and you will have me live, play heart's ease. Why heart's ease? Oh, musicians, because my heart itself plays, my heart is full of woe. Oh, play me some merry dump to comfort me. Oh,
4: not a dump, wee. Uh, tis no time to, to to play now. You will not, then? No. I will then give it to you,
13: soundly. Well, what What? Um, what will you give us? No money on my faith but the Gleek. I will give you the minstrel.
4: And then I will give you
13: the serving creature. <laughs> <laughs> then I will lay the serving creature's dagger on your pate. I will carry no crotchets. I'll re you. I'll faw you. Do you note me?
4: And you us and fa you notice.
7: Pray you, put up your dagger and put out your wit.
13: Then have at you with my wit. I will dry beat you with an iron wit and put up my iron dagger. Answer me like men. <clears throat> when griping grief, the heart doth wound and awful dumbs the mind oppress, then music with her silver sound... Why silver sound? Why music with her silver sound? What say you, Simon Catling?
4: Mary, sir, because silver hath a sweet sound.
13: Pretty. What say you, Hugh Rebeck? I say silver
7: sound because musicians sound for silver.
13: Pretty, too. What say you, James Soundpost? Faith, I know not what to say. Oh, I cry you mercy. You are the singer! I will say for you it is music with her silver sound because musicians have no gold for sounding. Then music with her silver sound with speed. What a
4: pestilent knave oh, God, this is.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Hang him, Jack. Come, we'll in here Tarry for the mourners and stay dinner.
1: Act 5.
0: If I may trust the flattering truth of sleep, my dreams presage some joyful news at hand. My bosom's lord sits lightly in his throne, and all this day an unaccustomed spirit lifts me above the ground with cheerful thoughts. I dreamt my lady came and found me dead, a strange dream that gives a dead man leave to think, and breathes such life with kisses in my lips that I revived, and was an emperor. Ah, oh, me, how sweet is love itself possessed, when but love's shadows are so rich in joy. News from Verona. How now, Balthazar? Dost thou not bring me letters from the friar? How doth my lady, is my father well? How fair my Juliet? That I ask again, for nothing can be ill if she be
20: well. Then she is well, and nothing can be ill, Her body sleeps in Capel's Monument, and her immortal part with angels lives. I saw her laid low in her kindred's vault, and presently took post to tell you. Oh, pardon me for bringing these ill news, since you did leave it for my office, sir. Is it even so? Then I defy you, stars.
0: Thou know'st my lodging. Get me ink and paper, and hire post-horses.
20: I will hence tonight... I do beseech you, sir. Have patience. Your looks are pale and wild, and do import some misadventure. Tush, thou art deceived. Leave me, and do the thing I bid thee do.
0: Hast thou no letters to me from the friar? No, my good lord. No matter. Get thee gone, and hire those horses. I'll be with thee straight. Well, Juliet, I will lie with thee tonight. Let's see for means. Oh, mischief, thou art swift to enter in the thoughts of desperate men. I do remember an apothecary, and hereabouts he dwells, which late I noted in tattered weeds with overwhelming brows, culling of simples. Meager were his looks. Sharp misery had worn him to the bones, and in his needy shop a tortoise hung, an alligator stuffed, and other skins of ill-shaped fishes. And about his shelves, a beggarly account of empty boxes, green earthen pots, bladders, and musty seeds, remnants of pack thread, and old cakes of roses were thinly scattered to make up a show. Noting this penury to myself, I said, and if a man did need a poison now, who sail his present death in Mantua. Here lives a caitiff wretch would sell it him. Oh, this same thought did but forerun my need. And this same needy man must sell at me. As I remember, this should be the house. Well being holiday, the beggar's shop is shut.
15: What ho, apothecary?
7: Who calls so loud?
0: Come hither, man, I see that thou art poor. Hold, there is forty ducats. Let me have a dram of poison, such soon-speeding gear, as will disperse itself through all the veins that the life-weary taker may fall dead, and that the trunk may be discharged of breath as violently as hasty powder fired doth hurry from the fatal cannon's wound.
7: Such mortal drugs I have, but Mantua's law is death to any he that utters them.
0: Art thou so bare and full of wretchedness, and fierce to die? Famine is in thy cheeks. Need and oppression starveth in thine eyes. Contempt and beggary hangs upon thy back. The world is not thy friend, nor the world's law. The world affords no law to make thee rich. Then be not poor, but break it, and take this.
7: My poverty, but not my will, consents.
0: I pay thy poverty, and not thy will.
7: Put this in any liquid thing you will, and drink it off. And if you had the strength of twenty men, it would dispatch you straight.
0: There is thy gold, worse poison to men's souls, doing more murders in this loathsome world than these poor compounds that thou mayst not sell. I sell thee poison. Thou hast sold me none. Buy food and get thyself in flesh. Farewell. Come, cordial, and not poison. Go with me to Juliet's grave, for there must I use thee.
10: Holy friskin' friar!
18: (laughs) Brother Ho! This same should be the voice of Friar John. (laughs) Welcome from Mantua. What says Romeo? Or if his mind be writ, give me his letter. Going to find a barefoot brother out
10: one of our order to associate me here in this city visiting the sick and finding him. The searchers of the town suspecting that we both were in the house where the infectious pestilence did reign, sealed up the doors, and would not let us forth, so that my speed to Mantua there was stayed.
18: Who bare my letter then to Romeo?
10: I could not send it. Here it is again. Nor get a messenger to bring it thee. So fearful were they of infection.
18: Oh, one happy fortune. By my brotherhood, the letter was not nice, but full of charge of dear import, and the neglecting it may do much danger. Friar John, go hence. Get me an iron crow and bring it straight unto my cell. Brother, I'll go and bring it thee. Now I must die to the monument alone. Within three hours will fair Juliet wake. She will beshrew me much that Romeo hath had no notice of these accidents. But I will ride again to Mantua and keep her at my cell till Romeo come. Poor living corpse. Closed in a dead man's tomb...
4: Give me thy torch, boy, hence and stand aloof. Oh, yet put it out, for I would not be seen. Under yond yew trees lay thee all along, holding thine ear close to the hollow ground. So shall no foot upon the churchyard tread, being loose, unfirm, with digging up of graves, but thou shalt hear it. Whistle then to me as signal that thou hear something approach. Give me the flowers. Girded,
17: do as I bid thee, go. I am... Almost afraid to stand alone here in the churchyard. Yet I will adventure,
4: sweet flower. With flowers, thy bridal bed I strew. Oh, oh thy canopy is dust and stones, which with sweet water nightly I will dew. Or, wanting that. With tears distilled by moans The obsequies that I for thee Will keep nightly Shall be to strew thy grave and weep
17: Whistling (laughs) Whistling jauntily Whistle Whistling again The boy gives warning, something doth
4: approach. What cursed foot wanders this way tonight to cross my obsequies and true love's right? What with a torch? Muffle me, night awhile.
0: Give me that magic and the wrenching iron. Hold. Take this letter. Early in the morning, see thou deliver it to my lord and father give me the light. Upon my life, I charge thee, whate'er thou hearest or seest, stand all aloof, and do not interrupt me in my course. Why I descend into this bed of death is partly to behold my lady's face, but chiefly to take thence from her dead finger a precious ring, a ring that I must use in dear employment. Therefore hence, be gone. But if thou jealous, dost return to pry in what I further shall intend to do, by heaven I will tear thee joint by joint and strew this hungry churchyard with thy limbs the time and my intents are savage wild more fierce and more inexorable far than empty tigers or the roaring sea
20: I will be gone sir and not trouble you so shalt thou show me friendship take thou that
0: live and be prosperous and farewell good fellow
20: for all this same I'll hide me hereabout His looks I fear And his intents I doubt Thou
0: detestable maw The womb of death Gorged with the dearest Morsel of the earth Thus I enforce Thy rotten jaws to open And in despite I'll cram thee With more food
4: This is that banished, haughty Montague that murdered my love's cousin. With which grief it is supposed, the fair creature died. And here he's come to do some villainous shame to the dead bodies. I will apprehend him. Stop thy unhallowed toil, vile Montague. Can vengeance be pursued further than death? Condemned villain, I do apprehend thee. Obey and go with me. For thou must die.
0: I must indeed, and therefore came I hither. Good gentle youth, tempt not a desperate man. Fly hence and leave me. Think upon these gone, let them affright thee. I beseech thee, youth, put not another sin upon my head by urging me to fury. Oh be gone. By heaven I love thee better than myself, for I come hither armed against myself. Stay not, be gone. Live and hereafter say a madman's mercy bade thee run away.
4: I do defy thy conjurations and apprehend thee for a felon here. Wilt thou provoke me?
17: Then have at thee, boy. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay, I
4: I will go call to
17: watch! oh... I am
4: slain! Ugh if thou be merciful (coughs) open the tomb lay me with, with Juliet
0: in faith I will me peruse this face. Mercutio's kinsman, noble county Paris, what said my man when my betas soul did not attend her as we rode? I think she told me Paris should have married Juliet. Said she not so? Or or did I dream it so? Or am I mad hearing him talk of Juliet to think it was so? Oh, oh, give me thy hand. One rip with me in sour misfortune's book. I'll bury thee in a triumphant grave. A grave? Oh, no. A lantern slaughtered youth, for here lies Juliet. And her beauty makes this vault of feasting presence full of light. Death, lie thou there. By a dead man interred. oft, when men are at the point of death, have they been merry, which their keepers call a lightning before death. Oh, how may I call this a lightning? that hath sucked the honey of thy breath, hath had no power yet upon thy beauty. Thou art not conquered. Beauty's ensign is crimson in thy lips, and in thy cheeks, and death's pale flag is not advanced there. Tybalt, liest thou there in thy bloody sheet? What more favor can I do to thee than with that hand that cut thy youth in twain to sunder his that was thine enemy? Forgive me, cousin. Dear Juliet, why art thou yet so fair? Shall I believe that unsubstantial death is amorous? and that the lean, abhorred monster keeps thee here in dark to be his paramour. For fear of that, I still will stay with thee, and never from this palace of dim night depart again. Here, here will I remain with worms that are thy chambermaids. Oh, here will I set up my everlasting rest. And shake the yoke of inauspicious stars from this world wearied flesh. Eyes look your last. Arms take your last embrace. And lips oh you the doors of breath Seal with a righteous kiss, a dateless bargain to engrossing death. Come, bitter conduct. Come, unsavory guide. Thou desperate pilot, now at once run on the dashing rocks thy seasick weary bark. Here's to my love.
9: (gasps) Oh, who drew apothecary? Thy
0: drugs are quick. Thus with a kiss.
18: Saint Francis, be my speed. Ugh. how oft tonight have my old feet stumbled at graves?
20: Who's there? Here's one, a friend, and one that knows you well.
18: <sighs> Bliss be upon you. Tell me, good my friend, what torch is yon that vainly lends his light to grubs and eyeless skulls? As I discern, it burneth in Capel's monument. It doth so, holy sir, and there's my
20: master, one that you love. Who is it? Romeo. How long hath he been there? Full half an hour. Go with me to the vault. I dare not, sir. My master knows not, but I am gone hence, and fearfully did menace me with death if I did stay to look on his intents.
18: Stay then. I'll go alone. Fear comes upon me. Oh, much I fear some ill unlucky thing.
20: As I did sleep under this yew tree here? I dreamt my master and another fought, and that my master slew him.
18: Romeo! Alack, alack, what blood is this which stains the stony entrance of this sepulchre? What mean these masterless and gory swords to lie discolored by this place of peace? Romeo. Oh, pale. Who else? What? Paris, too? And steeped in blood? (sighs) What an unkind hour is guilty of this lamentable chance! Lady stirs.
6: Oh, comfortable friar! Where is my lord? I do remember well where I should be, and there I am. Where is my Romeo?
18: I hear some noise. Lady, come from that nest of death, contagion, and unnatural sleep. A greater power than we can contradict hath thwarted our intents. Come, come away. Thy husband in thy bosom there lies dead, and Paris too. Uh, Come, I'll dispose of thee among a sisterhood of holy nuns. Stay not to question, for the watch is coming. Come, go, good Juliet. I dare no longer stay.
6: Go, get thee hence, for I will not away. What's here? A cup, closed in my true love's hand? Poison, I see, hath been his timeless end. Oh, churl, drink all and left no friendly drop to help me after? I will kiss thy lips. Happily, some poison yet doth hang on them, to make die with the restored. Thy lips are warm.
19: lead, boy. Which way?
6: Yea, noise. Then I'll be brief. Oh, happy dagger! This is thy sheath.
1: Uh, 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 There, Rust,
6: let me die.
17: (laughs) This is the place, there, where the torch doth burn.
19: Uh, the ground is bloody. Search about the churchyard. Go, some of you. Where will you find a Beautiful sight. Here lies the county slain, and Juliet bleeding, warm, and newly dead. Who here hath lain with these two days buried? Go. Tell the prince, run to the Capulets, raise up to the Montagues. Some others search. We see on the ground whereon these woes do lie, but the true ground of all these piteous woes we cannot without circumstance describe. Here is Romeo's man. I found him in the churchyard. Hold him in safety until the prince come hither.
14: Here is a friar, sir, that trembles, sighs, and weeps. We took this mattock and this spade from him as he was coming from this churchyard side.
19: A great suspicion. Stay the friar, too.
14: What misadventure is so early up that calls our person from our morning's rest? What should
10: it be that they so shriek abroad?
11: The people in the street cry Romeo, some Juliet, and some Paris, and all run with open outcry toward our our monument.
14: What fear is this which startles in our ears?
19: Savon here lies the county Paris slain, and Romeo dead, and Juliet dead before, warm and new-killed.
14: Search, seek. And to know how this foul murder comes. Here is a friar and
19: slaughtered Romeo's man, with instruments upon them, fit to open these dead man's tombs.
10: O oh heavens, O oh wife, look how our daughter bleeds! This dagger hath misstayed. for, lo, his house is empty on the back of Montague, and it missheathed in my daughter's bosom.
11: O oh me? This sight of death is a bell. That warns my old age till the sepulchre.
14: Come, Montague, for thou art early up to see thy son and heir more early down. Alas, Elite, my wife is dead
12: tonight. Grief of my son's exile has stopped her breath. What further woe conspires against thine age?
14: Look, and thou shalt see.
12: Thou art taught what madness is in this to press before thy father to a grave.
14: Now uh, seal up the mouth of outrage for a while till we can clear these ambiguities and know their spring, their head, their true descent. And then will I be general of your woes and lead you even to death. Meantime, forbear, and let mischance
18: be slave to patience. Bring forth the parties of suspicion. I am the greatest, able to do least, yet most suspected, as the time and place doth make against me of this direful murder. And here I stand, both to impeach and purge myself condemned and myself excused. Then say at once what thou dost know in this. I will be brief. (laughs) Romeo... There, dead, was husband to that Juliet, and she, there, dead, that Romeo's faithful wife. I married them, and their stolen marriage day was Tybalt's doomsday, whose untimely death banished the new-made bridegroom from the city. For whom, and not for Tybalt, Juliet Pined. You, to remove that siege of grief from her, betrothed, and would have married her perforce to County Paris. Then comes she to me, and, with wild looks, bid me devise some mean to rid her from this second marriage, or in my cell there would she kill herself. Then I gave her, so tutored by my art, a sleeping potion, which so took effect as I intended, for it wrought on her the form of death. Meanwhile, I writ to Romeo that he should hither come as this dire knight, to help to take her from her borrowed grave, being the time the potion's force should cease. But, he which bore my letter, Friar John, was stayed by accident, and yesternight returned my letter back. Dumbass. <laughs> then all alone, at the prefixed hour of her waking, came I to take her from her kindred's vault, meaning to keep her closely at my cell till I conveniently could send to Romeo. But when I came, some minute ere the time of her awaking, here untimely lay the noble Paris. And true Romeo, dead. She wakes, and I entreated her, come forth, and bear this work of heaven with patience. But then a noise did scare me from the tomb, and she, too desperate, would not go with me, but, as it seems, did violence on herself. All this I know, and to the marriage her nurse is privy. And, if this miscarried by my fault, Let my old life be sacrificed, some I are before his time, unto the rigor of severest law.
14: We still have known thee for a holy man. Where's Romeo's man? What can he say in this?
18: I brought
20: my master news of Juliet's death, and then in post he came from Mantua to this same place, to this same monument. This letter he early bid me give his father, and threatened me with death going in the vault. I departed not, and left him there.
14: Give me the letter, I will look on it. Where is the county's page that raised the watch? Syra? what made you master in this place?
17: Uh, He came with flowers to strew his lady's grave and bid me stand aloof, and so I did. Anon comes one with light to ope the tomb. And by and by, my master uh, drew on him, and then I ran away to call the watch.
14: This letter. Doth make good the friar's words. Their course of love, the tidings of her death. And here, he writes that he did buy a poison of a poor apothecary, and therewithal came to this vault to die and lie with Juliet. Where be these enemies, Capulet, Montague? See what a scourge is laid upon your hate, that heaven finds means to kill your joys with love, and I for winking at your discords too have lost a brace of kinsmen.
10: All are punished. <laughs> oh, brother Montague, give me thy hand. This is my daughter's jointure, for no more can I demand. But I can give thee more,
12: for I will raise her statue in pure gold, that while Verona by that name is known, there shall no figure at such rate be set as that of true and faithful Juliet.
10: As rich shall Romeos by his ladies lie, poor sacrifices of our enmity.
14: A glooming peace this morning with it brings. The sun for sorrow will not show his head. Go hence, to have more talk of these sad things. Some shall be pardoned and some punished for never was a story of more woe than this of Juliet and her Romeo.
21: Ladies and gentlemen, The cast and crew of Romeo and Juliet, the Sitcom. Romeo. Eric Valdez. Juliet. Olivia Steele. The Nurse.
16: Hannah Jane
3: Condell.
21: Briar Lawrence. Dave Morgan. Mercutio.
3: M. Siedo-Garcia.
21: Capulet. Randy Strew. Benvolio. Andrew Hackley. Lady Capulet.
16: Rachel Wallace.
21: Harris. Christopher Gilstra Tybalt. Chris Dickey. Sam.
7: Anna Rodriguez.
21: Prince Aeschylus. Paul Bergman. The first servant,
7: Eric Valdez,
8: again.
21: Gregory, Kyle Garrett. Peter, Aiden Rudd. Balthazar, Matthew Hawking. Montague, Russell Gold. The first musician, Christopher Gilstrap, again. The second servant,
3: Mindy Rast Keenan.
21: The First Watchman, Paul Pergamon. Abraham, Walter Mack. Friar John, Gregory Porter. The Page, Jason R. Wallace. The Apothecary,
3: Amber Lee.
21: The Chorus Singers,
3: M. Sierra Garcia.
21: Finn M. K., at your service. The First Citizen,
16: Melissa Bartell.
21: The second musician.
7: Susan Evan.
21: Cousin Capulet. Gregory Porter again. Lady Montague.
18: Marty Bringle.
21: The DJ. Landon Bow. The second watchman. Jordan Gottlieb. The third watchman. Sven Halverson. Our writer, William Shakespeare. Er, the name's Wild Bill, mister. Wild Bill Shakespeare, and don't you forget it. Yeah. Our director, dramaturg, and theme writer/composer,
17: Landon Bell.
21: Our assistant director, Swen Halverson again. Our trailer announcer, Joe J. Thomas. Our DJ setlist musician, give it up for Livio. lead musician, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Don't live another
4: day unless you make it count. There's someone else that you're supposed to be. And there's someone deep inside of you that still wants out. And shame on you if you don't set it free.
21: And I am Brian Reed. Let's give all these people a big hand. Romeo and Juliet, the sitcom, was produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2016, Pendant Productions. No part of this production was produced in front of a live studio audience. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.